G'day, humans. What's a good word? Chris Fundy here with Prudy's Alex for, I guess, the breakdown of uh, WrestleMania 39 coming to you from the shadows of Hollywood. Uh, Alex, I think uh, the big question on everyone's mind is, uh, how are you holding up, buddy? All right. Fuck it. Let, let's, there's just no point dancing around it. It's been hard. It's basically been my gimmick that I'm the Cody Mark. Oh, fuck it. Okay, so I'm sitting there. I'm watching WrestleMania. I literally, like, thank God I didn't have anyone come around on Monday because it was a fucking Monday. Oh, yes, so, night two, Monday night, uh, Monday day Australian time. Yeah, so thank God I was just watching it by myself. But, like, <laughs> even when I'm really invested in a match by myself, I'm, like, talking to the TV. And sometimes I say real dumb shit in the heat of the moment. And at one point, it was like one of the c- crossroads kickouts, and I, I like just openly said, "Cody loses, I'm gonna murder myself." <laughs> <laughs> was Missy home at the time? Oh, so she's away all week again. So, jeez, you are living the bachelor lifestyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a fucking filthy handlebar mustache during WrestleMania weekend. (laughs) Just because I know she hates mustaches. Um, But anyway, the finish happened. And I just sat there on that couch. Didn't touch my phone. I just kept waiting. Like I was in denial. I was like, oh. Something's going to happen. Now, the, the graphic hasn't popped up yet. Oh, the graphic's popped up. Oh, they're going to a replay. Maybe they'll, they're showing, like, the highlights of the show. Maybe they'll come back afterwards and give us, like, a dusty finish. No, no. Then I just turned the TV off and just sort of sat there in silence for, like, half an hour, and I was like, oh, fuck, I've I got to go to bowling practice. <laughs> Uh, I went to bowling practice and people were like, oh, someone legit said to me, hey, you all right? <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, just had a really bad day, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, like, uh, you know, because the story never fucking ends, Chris. That's what he says. He said it in the fucking press conference. You can't finish the story because in WWE, the story never fucking ends. That's why at WrestleMania 12, you know, we all remember the finish to WrestleMania 12, the Iron Man match, the boyhood dream, when, you know, Bret Hart had the sharpshooter on on Shawn Michaels, and then in the 10th, like 10 seconds in, uh, 10 seconds left in the match, Shawn Michaels tapped out and Bret retained. We all remember that. Yeah. We all remember WrestleMania 14 when the Austin era was about to begin. But, you know, if the Austin era begins, that means an era ends. And errors don't end. The, the era never ends. Because we all remember when Shawn Michaels goes to hit that sweet chin music and Austin catches it, spins him around, and just gets hit by another sweet chin music and loses. We all remember that. Yeah. We all remember, I can keep going. We all all remember 
you know, John Cena fucking climbing up the ranks and then bang clothesline from hell. One, two, three. Ah, the story never ends, John. The story never ends. Same fucking show, WrestleMania 21. You know, all that build up. Batista's finally out on his own and he pedigree. One, two, three. Also <laughs> from Hollywood. <laughs> also from fucking Hollywood. You know, because sometimes in Hollywood you have fucking happy endings. Just saying. Um, uh, WrestleMania 30, fucking Batista bomb, one, two, three, the yes movement. It doesn't need to start yet. Think of the adversity. Think of the title chase. Fucking hell. What about, uh, was it WrestleMania 36? The planet needs a real champion. No, that was 35 with Kofi. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, think about it. Like, like, I actually did something before Mania, and I've rewatched WrestleMania 36, the pandemic Mania. Yep. There's some fucking weird shit on there I didn't remember, like Tamina being in the SmackDown Women's Title match. Like, what? That was a thing. Um, but yeah, think back to that. Like, oh, fucking Drew finally. The fucking Drew Brock thing is almost identical to the Roman Cody thing. A guy that left the company, fucking bet on himself, came back, then wins the Rumble. Fucking finally, it's his chance to be the fucking chosen one that he everyone said he was going to be. And then Brock Lesnar beat him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. such a shame that never happened with Drew. Yeah, and that that obviously led to fucking Big Show versus Brock <laughs> straight afterwards at okay. WrestleMania. Um, Wait, does that they... mean technically Paul White has main evented a WrestleMania? Well, he has before. Is that McMahon in every corner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also true. Yeah, but um. I've seen a lot of comparisons, like, oh, well, you know, people saying, like, Triple H booked this. I, I don't know who fucking booked it. Like, at this point, like, I have no idea who fucking booked it. But you look at parallels with Triple H's career. Um, WrestleMania 2000, when The Rock definitely should have won the title at WrestleMania 2000, but Triple H retained and then The Rock wins it at at a fucking random ass backlash instead. Yeah, backlash. So like th that's how Cody's co Cody's going to go moving forward. It's either he eventually wins it and it's going to be the equivalent of him of the Rock winning the title at Backlash instead of WrestleMania or he or it's the equivalent of when Triple H beat Booker T at WrestleMania 19 and Booker T never got a shot again. <laughs> 19. Yeah, the one where fucking Triple H cut that promo talking about, oh, you people are hilarious with your nappy hair and the way you shuck and jive. Oh, things that don't age well. Yeah, like it basically was a racial feud that, the heel won. I mean, that sort of sounds similar to something that Cody did. 
Cody <laughs> Cody Rhodes ended racism for fuck's sake. Come on. We yeah. all remember it. Uh yeah. But yeah, um man, I had this whole fucking spiel lined up in my head about how fucking to really illustrate to you humans how fucking moronic I think this decision was and how I honestly think that there's a good chance that Cody might not ever be as hot as he was going into WrestleMania 39. So they might have fucking really fucking swung and missed hard on this one. So, but go on, go on. But, you know... What I saw on Raw After Mania, yes, that fucking show sucks. We'll get into it all. <laughs> but what I saw was a fucking great storyline for Cody. Like, it's the one fucking redeeming thing is, holy fuck. Like, that whole angle was great. And, you know, he's still getting put in there with fucking big stars, which is good. But I can also see them being like, oh, yeah, adversity, heat. We love this. F5, one, two, three. Yeah. I suppose uh, because you had mentioned something to me when we were chatting over the weekend uh, before results, saying something like, oh, man, AEW needs to bring the heat. Is this Max's chance to come out and say, you know, he's better than his good personal friend, the... Uh, roller coaster or whatever he calls him. The, the roller coaster. Yeah. This is not that Max's chance to say something. This is where you fucking send out Platinum Max to do a fucking controversial rap on Dynamite. Also true. Yeah. Or. or at the very least, he's going to say something about dyeing your hair and having a mustache because what the f- what in the fucking Gomez Adams fuck is going on with Vinnie Mac? I Jesus saw, Christ. I saw Gomez Adams. I saw uh, Vegeta from Dragon Ball GT. <laughs> yes. When Vegeta cuts off his long hair and uh, has his weird pencil mustache to try to disguise himself. Yes, yes. Um, my I God. saw someone say, and I'm not going to say whom, but someone say, hmm, Vince has the same Bolivar for men as Dave Meltzer at the moment. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but yes, very true. Um, yeah, I'm just, just going to throw it out there. Maybe if you have uh, sexual allegations against you, Maybe the best idea isn't to grow a creepy-ass pencil-thin moustache. Yeah, yeah, maybe don't do that. (laughs) I mean, I had a moustache this week, and I was called a fucking sexual predator because I had a moustache. Because I I do look very creepy with a moustache, so I get it. But I was only having it because Eliza doesn't like me having mustaches. And because she tells me, don't have a mustache when she's around. When she's away, I'm having a mustache, even though I know I look like a dickhead. But, man, Vince, the pencil-thin mustache, that's what you go for? Oh, like, that one? Oh, man, come on. 
at least like grow a fucking thick fucking Rick Rude caterpillar on your upper lip or something like that. Come oh, on, you man. Florida sweat hogs. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um. I suppose. Do we touch on UFC Endeavor WWE? Oh yeah, we got to. Okay, we, well, let's we've go got to this. talk about the possi- the endless possibilities here. The newest member of the Brawling Brutes, Conor McGregor. I mean, doesn't sound that far-fetched. Uh, so, quickly, because you've been more online than me uh, with me catching up on WrestleMania uh, after work, as I've worked yes. the weekend, uh, what's the very brief notes on this? Uh, it's really, it, it really is tough to sort of make it brief, but essentially uh, Endeavor is a company that in recent years bought the UFC, um, sent the UFC's profits through the roof with crazy advertising deals. So good luck. We've got that to look forward to and also upping pay-per-view prices I think Some, uh, we saw a taste of the uh, advertising with uh, WrestleMania. Oh, tr- thanks for reminding me. Oh, this blood feud that's been building for like a year. Here's some cereal standing in the corner. Cereal? The fucking Cinnamon Toast Crunch Man that was, oh, sta- was that standing Ray? outside the ring for Ray and Dominic. <laughs> Or like, or like, oh, fuck it. Here's this hard-hitting fucking technical fucking classic we've all been waiting for with Gunther, Drew, and Sheamus, and it's just fucking plastered all over the place with lemonade ads. Yeah, like, if you saw that photo out of context with two guys on a couch staring awkwardly at a logo that says Mike's Harder... <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, open for interpretation there. Who, who's Mike and how do I get his number? Um, <laughs> yeah, or, or, you know, like, fucking hell, the main events of both nights and the replay screens are boarded with, like, oh, let's do your taxes for you, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, fuck me. Anyway, Endeavour yeah. is has helped, like, the UFC really fucking profit in the last couple of years or whenever the fuck they bought them. Who cares? Uh, 2017, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's all a work anyway, brother. (laughs) Um, But anywho, now that company has bought WWE. And the head guy there was like, oh, Vince, we really... want to keep you on board. And Vince even said on this fucking CNBC interview, like, oh, I was prepared to just walk away for good. But then this bloke told me, oh, yeah, no, we want to buy the company and we want you to be on board and we want you to be, you know, fucking executive chairman or whatever the fuck. And, oh, okay, we, fuck you, fuck you. Everything was fine. <laughs> you, you can sell, you can buy the fucking company. That's fine. But, but Triple H was doing so well. <laughs> but but then we get 
Vince back in creative and apparently he's changing all the plans at the last second again. And there's footage on Twitter of Seth Rollins in the ring for his promo on Raw and people run out and pretty much tell him that his that plans have been changed. Yeah, I think it was um one of the OSW lads went, what was up with Seth? This was a complete waste of time. And I'm just going, I thought I dreamed this segment. And like somebody said back to him going, oh, no, nah, I was there live. Uh, they told Seth, oh, no, nah, your segment's been cut. You can go backstage now. <laughs> yeah, there's footage of the people running up to him and telling him and him looking visibly pissed. Uh, yeah, but we definitely needed that segment with Ali and Bobby Lashley. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. You know what? Like... <sighs> All right, fuck it. I, I'm having a drink. I'm pouring a fucking drink now because this <laughs> this is just, oh, oh, why do I love wrestling? Because I hate it. Why does it hurt me so? Like, I'm a good guy. I, I, I've volunteered for the RSPCA. I, I help my elderly next door neighbor every now and then. Like, with his gardening, you know, yeah, sometimes I can be a little selfish. Sometimes I can only think about how things would affect me. But I also have a good heart. I'm a fun guy to be around. Why does the universe hate me? I just wanted Cody. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe if you had $9.3 billion, you could have changed the result. (laughs) Please. I only need, like... If the price is nine point three billion, I only need another nine point three billion. <laughs> All right, as soon as I win Lotto, I'll uh, chip into the Fruity Boss Wrestling Fund. Yeah, like, can we get that shit on Afterpay? <laughs> <laughs> Buys the WWE on Afterpay. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Just because you've mentioned that, where's my calculator? Yeah, so it'd like have to be four points. payments. <laughs> four payments. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not lay-by anymore. It's uh, 9.3 divided by 4. And so it's only payments of uh, 2.325 billion. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's four payments of that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, who wants to help me out? Uh, Let's fucking organise, like, some big, rich Australian guys to buy this fucker. Rush McManus. (laughs) He likes wrestling. Eddie Maguire. Ooh, there's someone. Um, I suppose, on a lighter note of things that you were right about, the new Mattel figure for next WrestleMania season? Yeah, it's going to be the Raw entrance, uh, the Raw is War Titantron. I fucking um, want that. Did you see how fucking big that thing is? That's As, a tower over a nitro set. Like, I've got some pretty big cupboards to display my shit in, and it wouldn't fit in that. I don't know. Like, if I was to buy it, I, I, I couldn't even open it because I just wouldn't have anywhere to put it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it looks good. How good's rum, by the way? Oh. Fuck me, I just needed that to get through this. <laughs> like, 
it's just like, yeah, all right, I have to revisit my fucking war flashbacks now. Okay. Oh, Help yeah. me, humans. Humans, please just tweet me and tell me that I deserve nice things. At Fruities, Alex. Oh, boy. Will I get there? Should we... Um, <laughs> Is there anything else we want to talk about in Denver? Because it's all sort of unfolding, but WWE and UFC are going to be spun off into their own group within Endeavor or part of Endeavor. All right. I don't know how much you know about like current UFC. All right. A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. All right. If you were to do some talent exchanges between the companies, who would you like to see come over to the WWE from the UFC and who would you like to see go to the UFC from the WWE? Well, if we're talking to come over, first one would be Connor and do a freaking big stadium show in Ireland somewhere. Clash at the castle too. Yep. Um, To go over to the UFC, I mean, excluding the obvious ones like your your Ronda, your Brock, your Shayna Baszler. I mean... And I don't think the UFC would take Matt Riddle. There's still the YouTube video out there of, like, Dana White, like, hating Matt Riddle. <laughs> Can't imagine why. <laughs> the guy did, didn't the UFC change their policy around marijuana when it became legal in the States? Yeah. Which was after they got rid of Matt Riddle? Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe someone like a Sonya Deville. I don't know uh, how legit her MMA background is. Uh, hear me out on this. Yeah. I, I don't know who you put him up against, but wouldn't you want to see Omos in an octagon? Wouldn't yes. you want to see it? Think about it. It's such a... It's, he'd, he'd be taller than the actual octagon. It'd be hilarious. Um, how much does Omos weigh... Like, 400 and something pounds they build him as. So, like, he wouldn't fit in any division. <laughs> so he'd be in super heavyweight or whatever but, the top weight is. Like, they don't even have that division. <laughs> like, their biggest division is the heavyweight division. Okay. And, and that, I think the limit is, like, 280 or 265. Yeah. Um, um just trying to have a look here. Heavyweight. Well, John Jones? <laughs> Feed him to the champ? Yeah, here's the thing. Like, I can think of... I can easily think of a few people I'd love to see come over from the UFC. Like, how's this? How's this? Okay. I actually pitched this in a wrestling group chat. <laughs> Fucking... Ronda and Shayna are scheduled for a tag match. Uh, but Ronda's, like, coming out, and she's like, where's my partner? And they cut backstage, and Shayna's laid out, and then music hits, and out comes Holy Home. The fucking... The motherfucker that kicked Ronda in the head. It'd be, like, the women version of them bringing in Cain Velasquez for Brock, just so Brock can get his win back. I love that idea. Yeah, it'd be great. Or, like, yeah, there's plenty of options for Ronda, but, like, 
Pat Patty the Baddie is a shit talker. Patty Pimblet. Bring him in so KSI and Logan Paul can beat the crap out of him for stealing prime energy drink. Oh, fucking body fuel. I tell you what, though. Yeah, it's body fuel. I tell you what, though. If it's not as sweet as prime, send me a bottle. Okay, (laughs) while we're talking about prime, so I tried it. I've got a whatever size the Australian ones are, 500ml prime. I cracked it open, started like a Paul, Seth Rollins match. I took about two mouthfuls out of it while the match was going. That thing is way too fucking sweet. I told you, man. It's like fucking syrup. I need to dilute that with water. Oh, I tried that too. I tried doing that. I is tried it bad? Trying... It's still strong, man. Like, like I put like a... Like an... Oh. Like a cordial amount into a glass and then put the, some ice and some water in it and no, nah, no, nah, it doesn't doesn't work. Um, I will say, like I think, like out of the three flavors I've tried, like the blue one's the fucking sweetest one out of the lot. So way too so, sweet. It's way too sweet. Like I had one bottle of orange left and. When Warwick came around for the night one of Mania, I let him have a sip of it. And he's like, oh, that's not bad. Oh, shit, that aftertaste. Oh, my God, it doesn't stop, does it? It's just the sweetness just keeps building and building. Yeah, as someone who drinks a lot of Coca-Cola, which for the record is bad and probably shouldn't, but yeah, it's even too sweet for me. And I drink a lot of Coca-Cola and I drink a lot of rum, which is made by um, sugar cane and coke in Australia is made with sugar syrup, not corn syrup like the Americans. As someone that drinks like maybe a Powerade every other day, like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm excited for this. But no, this, holy fuck. Like yep. Powerade sort of has that saltiness to it that sort of like chills out the the uh, sweetness, like, there's none of that going on in Prime. It's just pure sweetness. It's like pure lolly water. Oh, yeah. It's not not good. Um, I suppose a little bit of sad news to touch on before we get yeah. to the actual events. Uh, Bushwhacker Butch Williams passing away at 73. Butch Mate, Miller. What did I say? Williams. Oh, sorry. My apologies. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's all right. Butch Miller uh, passing away, age of uh, 78, had made the trip over to Los Angeles for the Hollywood weekend, uh, was hospitalised and later passed away. Yes. Yeah. Um, Oh, man, it's a shame because I actually saw some photos over Mania weekend of people hanging out with the bushwhackers. So, yeah, it's really sad. Um, His health hasn't been great for a really long time. And I kind of I kind of feel bad for his family because as someone that's like I lost my grandmother on my mother's side and uh, getting the body to go back to the Philippines, fuck me, that was a hassle. Yeah, and I feel bad for Butch's family because I would imagine his body has to go back to New Zealand and that's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, probably will be. That'll be not. Not nice for them. Uh, favorite uh, bushwhacker 
Butch memories, if you have any. I I have a few, man. I have a few. Like, is Butch the one from the Rumble, the two three second spot? No, that that's Luke. That's oh. Luke. Yeah, Butch was always booked as like the 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 better of the two, basically. Like, and then Luke was sort of like the massive idiot, even though they were both booked like massive idiots, obviously. <laughs> so Luke yeah. was more the uh, the four man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, like, I can't remember what fucking VHS tape it was, but I had some oh, random... Yeah. I had some random VHS tape as a kid. Right? And it was, like, some compilation of WWF shit from the late 80s. And in between it, uh, uh, there was, like, skits. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Go on. <laughs> and there's one where... Mean Gene Oakland goes to find the Bushwhackers. Oh, no, it's Lord Alfred Hayes. It's Lord Alfred Hayes. And then Lord Alfred Hayes has dinner with the Bushwhackers. Is this and they're, they're just demolishing the ha- uh, demolishing the house? Might be, but I just have this image in my head of, like, the Bushwhackers just going to town on this chicken. <laughs> And Lord Alfred Hayes being the posh English gentleman, just be, just being revolted by what he's seeing, like how uncouth. Um, yeah, I just, th- they were so fun, man. You know, wrestling can be fun. Like they were never going to be tag champs. They were never going to be like big megastars. But as a kid, like oh, I loved that shit. I I did the bushwhacker dance. The fucking arms failing and the wow, hey, wow. And, you know, I saw Mick Foley tweeting about, yeah. Mick Foley tweeted about the passing of Butch. And he said, oh, they went from hardcore icons to hardcore, like, deathmatch having heels in the territories. To becoming to go into the WWF and becoming all-time beloved baby faces for the kids, and I thought like, hey Mick, you just described yourself as well. The, yeah. The the is are kind of like, in a really weird way, kind of the prototype for the WWF bringing in like a Mick Foley, or a Terry Funk. Yeah, yeah, that'd be true. And later on down the line, I guess, a, a Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, like they were that hardcore back in the day. They had barbed wire matches. They did fire and all that sort of shit. It'd be the, legitimately the equivalent of, like, Nick Gage getting hired by the WWE and just being a comedy babyface. And somehow it worked. I just I actually, love to see it. I actually think that it would work too. It uh, would fucking work. Nick Gage could be a modern day bushwhacker. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Man, it's, it's a shame, man. But, you know, thankfully, it's one of those situations where they've already been inducted in the Hall of Fame. They had their flowers while he was still here, so that's great. Um, 
it's not like a Vader situation where it was really obvious Vader should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago and they didn't put him in until after he passed. Yeah, like, at least, they, like, Butch got his flowers. Oh, yeah, I've got that somewhere, that figure that you just pulled up, the WWF Hasbro Butch. I had 94. that as a kid. Yeah. I had that as a kid, that one. Oh, <laughs> man. Did you yeah. see the Bushwhackers live at any, like, Australian tours of, like... I did not, surprisingly, no. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like, man, like, like, you know how I was saying I went back and watched old wrestling, like, yeah. I recently went back and I was, before I dived into 96, I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch a random-ass Survivor Series, and I watched, I think it was Survivor Series 93, and it was, um... Bam Bam Bigelow's team with like a bunch of heels on it, and Bam Bam's feuding with Doink, and the team he was <laughs> up against was the Doinks. Yeah. Um, and it was, and the best thing was like Doink wasn't even on the team. <laughs> it was Mabel and his partner Mo, and and both of the Bushwhackers just with Doink's face paint on. <laughs> Mo, 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 Mo. Is this um where like um oh who is it Mabel and there was Mabel Mo and Oscar and they were men on a mission M O M. Is this where one of them's in Doink's face paint and he's riding around the ring on a tricycle? Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, yeah. That, that's. I believe that was Mo on the tricycle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was mowing around the ring on his little <laughs> tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm just having a look here. Yeah, Bushwhackers, nothing in Australia, New Zealand for a number of years going into like the, the 90s here. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Like, like, there was a time, like, in the late 80s, where if the WWF came over here, they had it, as silly as it sounds, they had Outback Jack. They had the Bushwhackers that they could have put in prominent spots. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, oh, well. The last um, Federation appearance, at least, uh, for, for Butch here, as I'm having a quick look, is the uh, Gimmick Battle Royale. WrestleMania oh, X7. Oh, my goodness. Um, Cheeky baby. (laughs) Cheeky baby getting the win there. Uh, Shane McMahon, three years younger than what the Iron Sheik was at that gimmick battle royal. (laughs) Yeah, we uh, might talk about that later on. Yeah. um, Yeah, uh, crazy, crazy. Um, Yeah, man, I loved that. As a kid who grew up watching, like, the old VHS tapes. I think the one and, you're talking about is a Smack and Whack em, which OSW has also covered in the past. I think, yeah, I think it is them that I saw cover it, and I was like, I remember this vividly. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, this is yeah. the sort of old school wrestling that I remember. Like, 
old school wrestling was not wrestling. It was like these goofy fucking characters in real life situations. Like, oh, here's Dusty Rhodes. He's not just the son of a plumber. He's a literal plumber. Look at him going to fix this old lady's toilet. <laughs> like, that's a literal skit that no. they did. <laughs> oh, like, fucking, yeah, here's the bushwhackers. They're fucking eating food at like a fancy fucking golf club or some shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, uh, There's sad. a place for that shit, man. There's a place. There's always a spot in a wrestling promotion for a team like the Bushwhackers. Yeah. Let's be real. I suppose uh, the 2000 sort of iteration of that would come along in its uh, own North American flavor with the uh, Briscoes and the better part of 20 years in Ring of Honor. For sure. The Briscoes were like the sheep herders. Let's make a distinction here. Like before they were the bushwhackers, they were the fucking hardcore match having heels called the sheep herders. And yeah, the Briscoes to an extent were the sheep herders, man. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Um, should we get down to some events uh, quickly? Cause I don't want to keep you too late tonight as I look over at how long we've been going. Yeah, no, yeah, we probably should, hey. We've really been fucking tangenting, but uh, that's what happens when Alex uh, isn't, when Fruity isn't feeling very well about this past week in wrestling and has resorted to drinking. (laughs) So, uh, WrestleMania SmackDown, did you watch? I did. Okay, so we kicked off with a fatal four-way of Ricochet with Braun defeating Montez Ford with Dawkins also defeating Chad Gable with Otis and Eric with Ivar and Valhalla. Uh, fun opener. Setting the table for, for what would uh, come on WrestleMania. Yep. I mean, it's sort of neither here or there that need to happen, but it was fine. Uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, and I'm looking at this going, who the hell did I have to put in this match? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, one man's music hits. And I'm like, oh, yeah. This match got cancelled. I'm pretty sure he's going to win as a mate good. And sure enough, he does. Bobby Lashley. Uh, yeah. Hypothetical world. His match doesn't get cancelled. Who wins this out of everyone that's in it? So who's the final three? Braun, who's got a match on the weekend. Bobby, who would have had a match against Bray if everything hadn't changed on him with Bray. Yeah, there's no way Bobby is in this if the Bray match was still happening. I'd say Bronson. I'd say Bronson or LA Knight would have won this. Probably LA Knight. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, good, good to see Bronson get a bit of shine, but... uh. Wonder how that's going to hold up this coming week. Mm. Uh, Fatal four way in the women's match now. Uh, so basically the same. It's the four way singles match of the women's contenders for the showcase match. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez defeats Sonia Deville, Natalia, and Shayna Baszler. Goes two fifty four. Enough and happen match. <laughs> yeah. And your main event match was Drew McIntyre and Sheamus defeating Imperium, Giovanna Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser. 
I like how um, Seamus is doing his entrance and the ring announcer goes, first from Ireland, and then Drew's music hits and he just storms to the ring past Seamus. Oh, it was she, really good. And she just yeah. stops her introduction of Seamus and then just goes, the team of Drew McIntyre and Seamus. <laughs> uh, so good. A good little touch there. Yeah, no, it's good. Good. It had Triple H's writing all over it. <laughs> but well, this week's SmackDown. <laughs> um, Ugh, there's yeah, more wrestling to watch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry. I've still got to catch up on a fair bit, uh, which is why we're not talking Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, or a crap load of GCW. I've uh, watched them all. <laughs> Pokemon, gotta catch them all. I do want to go back and watch the Black Label Pro match. It's got Filthy Tom and Brian Alvarez against the Rock and Roll Express. I did not see that one. It's so a. If, I'm gonna I'm gonna suss that out. If you got Fight Plus, it's on Fight Plus. Yeah, right. Uh, overall, this was a fine SmackDown. Um, do you remember all the winners of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and where they are now? All right, fuck yeah. All right. No, this is trivia. This is fun for me. This is wrestling trivia. All right, 30 was Cesaro. Yes. And where's he now? No, he's in AEW. 31 yep. is Mojo Rawley. <laughs> yeah, and no. No? It wasn't? No, I'm pretty sure 31 was uh, the giant. It was the big show? Yeah. When was Mojo? Mojo 33. Was... Uh, anyway, anyway. Yeah. I forgot about the big show one. Fuck. Um, yeah, AEW. 32. Uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah, and where's he? Uh, he's still in the company, thank goodness. Well, Not... barely. <laughs> Not that you'd know it after what happened with JBL. No. Uh, so then 33 would be Mojo. Yeah, and where's he? Uh, he's like a reporter for TMZ. <laughs> like, not even joking. He's done work with TMZ now. He's like, works for TMZ Sports or some shit. All right. Good for him. Uh, 34's Matt Hardy? Yes. Yep. 35. Oh, oh, fuck. This is where it gets real dicey. 35. Oh, God. All right, think, Alex, think, think. <laughs> um, he defeated some Saturday Night Live host. That's the final two. Oh, it's Braun. Yep. <laughs> Braun, yeah, yeah, thank you. I needed that little kick up the bum there. Um, 30... 37. Yeah, there wasn't one for 36. So 37's Jay Uso, am I correct? Yes. And then 38 is Madcap Moss. And where's he now? He's still in the company somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was in the Battle Royal, I think. Yeah. Very well done. You are you are pretty spot on with all of those. I just got Big Show. I completely forgot Big Show won it. Completely yeah. forgot. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a fine SmackDown. Nothing really... Of note, if you'd already were deciding that you were going to watch WrestleMania, there wasn't really a great deal here. It was hyping you up, yes, but 
you'd already seen everything you need to see, really. Yeah, I suppose sure. the, the one thing we didn't mention, the backstage segment with Ray and Ligero Del Fantasma come in, and Ray's like, oh, oh yeah. hang on, I got your shirts. Mm. Latino World Order. So my biggest issue with this is Ray has not, as a fucking WCW mega fan, right? Ray has no fucking right to be handing out those shirts. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> because, like, he was, like, briefly in it, but he didn't want to be in it, and then he left it, and he, like, kept talking about how the LWO was bad, and then he went and formed the Filthy Animals. I was like, this should be the Filthy Animals and have Conan in for one night. Did you watch the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I guess that's the next thing to talk about. Oh, yeah. But um, uh, the LWO being back, that's great. That's cool. Um, that That's probably going to sell a lot of T-shirts, especially because they're going to Puerto Rico. So they're probably going to do some little variation of that shirt. with Instead of the red, white, and green, it'll be like the Puerto Rican flag. Guarantee it. A million times guarantee it, and it's going to sell our cupcakes. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I just don't have faith with, you know, potentially Vince booking this. Send out the lawn mowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that would not be good. Uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, I wasn't expecting co-inductors for Stacey Kill, Keebler, but... Uh, that's what we got. Yeah, I mean, um, I have heard in the past, like, Mick Foley talk about how much he loves Stacey Keebler and, like, <laughs> how, like, lovely Stacey Keebler is. And uh, so I wasn't completely thrown off by Mick Foley being an inductor. And thankfully, he, like, told his story as to why he was inducting her, basically, because I would imagine a fair few people were like, why Mick Foley? Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, no, nah, it was good. It was good. Man, just want to say, like, she hasn't aged. No. <laughs> she looks exactly the same in the best way. She looks amazing. Um, fine wine, Stacey Keebler. Uh, Andy Coffin being inducted by Jerry the King Lawler uh, via satellite. Yeah, well, old Kingfish has had... um. Had some health issues lately, so I'm glad they didn't actually force him to come out there, to be honest. Yeah, so, like, he just had a stroke not long ago. It was a stroke, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, so, uh, thank God. Yeah, thank God. But um, Jimmy Hart also being the co-inductor for Andy Kaufman made a lot of sense. Because Jimmy Hart was, like, Andy Kaufman's manager at one point in Memphis. Man, I wish WWE owned a lot more of that footage. So who owns the uh, the rights to Memphis wrestling? Like, a lot of that footage is lost. Just lost to time. Oh, really? Mm. Okay, well, that's a bit sad. Yeah, it's just lost to time, I guess. Um it's a shame because, yeah, like, I would love it if you could just go on the network and 
they've got a special playlist or something for like the Andy Kaufman run. Because I would love to watch all of it because I've never seen all of it. I've seen little clips and that's about it. Probably seen the exact same clips everyone else has seen. Yeah, uh, give me a moment. I can have a look. Um, Tim White, uh, the Warrior Award recipient this year, being represented by his uh, brothers, inducted by the uh, APA, which I thought was a uh, fitting induction. Very fitting. Very fucking fitting. Couldn't have thought of anyone better. Um. I did have to do like a quick little close my eyes, open them, close my eyes, open them, like double take sort of thing when one of Tim White's brothers looks exactly like Tim White. Yeah, also true. Yeah, I was like, fuck me, everyone was expecting Andy Kaufman to miraculously show up and be like, oh, I was faking my death all along (laughs) and showing up at the Hall of Fame. But, But fucking hell, it was Tim White that did it. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it it's good to, to see that they're actually using this award, how Warrior intended it. Do you remember yeah. the original name he said he wanted the award to be? Oh, my God. I think it was, like, oh, I forgot. It was Jimmy something, I think. I don't know. I can have a look. Uh, give me a moment. Because I remember it, I remember that speech, and it always sticks in my mind for some reason. Yeah, because uh, Jimmy Miranda a, Award. Jimmy Jimmy Miranda, yeah, he used to be the merch guy. Died in uh, two thousand two. Spent more than twenty years in the merchandise department. Yeah, his like, if anyone should be in the Hall of Fame, it should be him because like. He helped design Austin 316. He helped design, like, Hulkamania shirts. Like, you name, like, a famous wrestling shirt from the most famous of wrestling times in the 80s and 90s. He designed it. It's also the uh, first time Dana Warrior hasn't inducted the Warrior Award recipient. That's a really good point. And this, and what I noticed with this induction, like... Was the trophy even there? They did have it on stage at the hall of uh, at the WrestleMania Sunday. Yeah, one of the it, brothers lifted it up above their head. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't like they treated it like it wasn't the Warrior Award. They treated it like it was a Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, which was very surprising. Well, it it should. That's how it should be. <laughs> It should be just like, yeah, you're in the Hall of Fame under this special category, but you're still in the Hall of Fame in this wing. Um, So just briefly back to Andy Kaufman, what did you say they wrestled in? Memphis. So um, what was the name of the territory? Continental? Okay. Because I don't see that being part of the WWE's extensive network. Yeah, no, it's not. Outside of, uh, like, all the WWE, WCW, ECW, they've got AWA from 83 to 88 with a little gap. GWF, 90 to 92. Have you you opened up your Binge app and seen, like, the logo they've put for GWF? 
send it through if you have a moment, but no, I haven't. Yeah, I will. I will, because what the fuck? Thank you for... I've been meaning to talk about this for ages now. Uh, we saw Ric Flair induct the Great Muda. Ric Flair coined the Great Muda, the greatest Japanese wrestler of all time. I'm like, to the modern audience, yeah, probably. But how wrestling fans, the North American wrestling fans, always go on about the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. I mean, if you're going to do that with your Japanese wrestlers, you've got your three obvious big names. You've got Ricky Dozan, Anoki, Baba. Muta could be that fourth. Muta is the fourth. A hundred percent. Fuck me. You're trying to trigger me, man. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. No, I agree with what Ric Flair says. He is the best Japanese wrestler he ever wrestled. Um... Okay. Out of those four, I know yeah. Rick wrestled at least Anoki. Did yeah. he ever ever wrestle Baba? He yeah, he said in the induction he's wrestled Baba. I think he said he's wrestled Jumbo Saruta. I don't know if he wrestled Ricky Dozan. Oh, I sent that to the wrong group chat. That's dumb. <laughs> All right, wow. unsend for everyone. Thank God for that feature, and no one saw it. Um, so what exactly? <laughs> so I sent that to you now. So in between in your house and Super Sunday, what do you see? Um Major League Wrestling? Yeah, and then you click on it and it's global the Global Wrestling Federation. Okay, um given how And and it says here Major League Wrestling. A snapshot at Major League Wrestling's MLW Harlem Heat in action. And then you play it, and it's, yeah, GWF. Um, I can see why Corp Bauer's upset now. <laughs> He's on a fucking rampage at the moment. But anyway. Oh, I mean, that GFW, everyone's uh, lawyer happy at the moment, it seems. But uh, great mood one of the best. I was surprised he did the induction in the mask. I I see his point in that. <laughs> KG Muto wasn't getting inducted. Ah. Great, great Muto was. I see. Yeah, that's why that's why Razor Ramon had like funky colors <laughs> when cuz he got inducted as Razor Ramon. Why Kevin Nash wasn't wearing a glove on his hand when he got inducted because he got inducted as Kevin Nash, not Diesel. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good point. I, I I do have issues with fucking Ric Flair, but you know he, he just rambled for fucking twenty minutes talking about himself basically, and then his his fifth induction. Oh, he's done a lot, hasn't he? Um. Yeah. Oh, he's the go-to for the Japanese guys because he inducted Fujinami. Who inducted Anoki? Oh, gonna have to pull that up. Um, what year was Anoki? Was it like the same year as Macho? It was twenty ten. Really, that early? 
Um, let me. I am. Oh yeah, under Ted DiBiase, Dan Hansen inducted Anoki. Oh, that makes sense. Who would have been a better fit? Like, obviously Sting, but that's not going to happen with the uh, AEW. Yeah, no, Sting's... (laughs) I loved how Ric Flair just goes, oh, I was shocked that they wanted me to induct him. I thought Sting would have done this. (laughs) (laughs) He flat out said it. (laughs) Rick, (laughs) behind yourself. Oh, and at one point he, like, said shit at one point and, you know, then everyone got wildly uncomfortable when he said, uh, you know, and Muda, he was the guy that, like, I'm forever thankful to him for looking after my son in Japan. And I'm like, ooh, tug on collar. Tug on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he looked after my son so well in Japan. And I'm like, oh, no, your son died in Japan. Um, don't go there. Please don't go there now. Yeah, come on. No, don't bring this up. Um, yeah, but yeah, I get the point he was trying to make. It was just like, oh, maybe that's not the best evidence. Anywho, uh, Ric Flair, like, yeah, he spent most of the time putting himself over and then Muda comes out and he just says, I'm not very good at English. Thank you for inducting me in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Spits missed. And they cut to Oscar, and Oscar's just marking out so hard. It was great. It was so wholesome. Because look at Oscar's move set. It's Muda. Look at how Oscar wrestles. It's Muda. Yep. She wrestles exactly like Muda. She does. Like even before the mist, before she even had the mist, which. You know, that was probably like, oh, she's from Japan. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, yeah, it was obviously a huge deal for her. Um, yeah, so, no, I loved this. I, it's still kind of, like, odd that, yeah, Muda got inducted, but it's great. It's great. He's, I, I can't say enough about him because, you know, he's one of my all-time faves. Yes, indeed. And uh, headlining the class, induction by Conan for his good friend, Rey Mysterio. Uh, Conan's induction speech might be the best induction speech in the history of the Hall of Fame. He just like... It's up there with Vader's for me. Uh, Here's my problem with Vader. Vader inducting uh, who, who did Stan he indu- Hansen? Stan Hansen. My problem with that was Vader sort of like almost treated it like his own induction at times. I think that's why I look back on it fondly too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy to because he's like, and I did this in my career, and I did that, and I'm so thankful to be here. And it's like, Vader, it's not about you, big fella. It will be, but. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, no, Conan just spoke so well. Like, other, like, great induction speeches that come to mind. um, I don't know if you remember when Christian inducted Edge and they had, like, a series of comedy speeches and stuff, like comedy skits that they did. That was great. Didn't they redo the five-second pose? They redid that. They did, like, a little skit where, like, 
um, Edge was in like Edge and Christian's like old high school lobby, and he was caught like play wrestling in there <laughs> because they reenacted how they used to like play wrestle in the in the like hallways at the high school that they went to. And that was great. Loved it. Um, yeah, like other good ones, like, oh. man, um, uh, Triple H inducting Ric Flair was pretty good. Yeah. Sh- should have been dusty. Should have been dusty. Just saying. <laughs> also true. Yeah. Um, I believe Stone Cold inducted JR. And that was a really good one. Vince inducting Stone Cold. That was good. Vince inducting Taker last year was actually pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was amazing. I honestly just loved it. Um, it was just story time with K-Dog and he spoke so eloquently, so poised and told little funny analogies here and there and like he was so perfect at this i'm like man you know conan really deserves a spot in this thing right yeah he'll get his time one day like and not just as a wrestler as a fucking promoter a booker like as a guy that has had his hands on a lot of these talents and like helping him make their come up and uh, for what he's meant for the crossover of Mexican wrestling to America. And I know Conan in the speech was like, you know, Lucha Libre became a household name because, uh, became a household thing because of Rey Mysterio. But Conan gave us Rey. <laughs> Conan gave us Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. And then Ray comes out, and what happens? Dom and Rhea leave. Yeah, they get up and walk out, which was but great. did you see who was there? I did see Buddy was there. <laughs> I'd seen Buddy was there, and he put out a tweet saying, oh, yeah, Leah was right next to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. Fantastic. Um, also, Andrade was there. And Malachi Black was there. Uh, Malachi Selena Vega? Yeah. Ah, okay. And uh, Dean Malenko was there. Another AEW contracted person. Yeah, he's just there seeing his friends. Well, he would have been there probably for Ray. Also true. Yeah. And like. You know, if Dean Malenko wasn't such a fucking capable worker and wasn't thrown off by how amazing Ray was, Ray might not have ever gotten over in WCW. Imagine the roles are reversed. It's um, Sean and... No, it's not Sean. It's Brett and... Is it Tom McGee? Yeah. Okay, imagine that takes place in WCW and you have Ray and... um. Dean Malenko in WWF and Vince goes, wow, look at Ray. Oh, man, would would never have happened. <laughs> Dean Malenko would never have been hired by, by Vince McMahon 
if he wasn't friends with Eddie <laughs> and he who shall not be named. Let's like Dean Malenko is an amazing wrestler, one of my all time faves, has a very special place in my heart. But Vince didn't hire him because he wanted him, he hired him because he wanted his friends. Yeah, Perry Satin and Moppy. Like Perry Satin should have been a star. Fucking if he kept his nose clean. Fuck. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the Hall of Fame was good this year. No legacy wing. Um, just the one celebrity, one woman, one warrior. Didn't no even get a tag team. team. Yeah, yeah no, no tag team. Um, a story came out during the week too. I should have brought this up with Stacey Keebler's induction about how Stacey Keebler was asked to be the women's champion most uh, a lot of times yep. during her run. And she just kept refusing to do it because she said, there's a lot better wrestlers than me. <laughs> Don't put the belt on me. Fair and, and I respect that a lot out of her. But also, a lot of them weren't as over as her, so you might as well have put that, put the belt on her. And also, it was nice that they brought back the Kid Rock version of Legs by ZZ Top for her entrance. Because, like, the last time she showed up, she just had some shitty generic music when she inducted Tori Wilson. Yeah. Commercial-free music. We love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was really nice that she got, She got legs. She knows how to use them. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> she never begs. Wow. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Can you play that song? I probably could if I wanted to, if I wanted to learn it, but I (laughs) really don't. Uh, Okay, uh, should we talk NXT Stand and Deliver? No, anyway. Okay, (laughs) well, I'll just close that and we'll uh, go back to talking about the Filthy Animals. No. (laughs) The Village Kidman and Tyrus. Don't you dare fucking take... Tease me with a good time. No, we better talk about Stand and Deliver because I did fucking watch it. Uh, yeah. Did you watch the pre-show match? Because I love me some Duke, but I'm not watching a two-hour pre-show or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, no, I did not. Um, also, I just Oh, yeah, the s- news this morning that I saw coming out of this pre-show match. Uh, go ahead, you first. Um... So we know that uh, what what day did this happen on? It's sort of like uh, the of morning of WrestleMania one. So I have absolutely no reason as to why I was I like randomly woke up at like four in the morning and watched this. Like I didn't even set any alarms or anything. I just like randomly woke up and I was like, "Fuck, I can't get back to sleep." So, like, I watched a lot of this live before I fell back asleep. You poor, poor bastard. Mm. Um, yeah, okay, so pre-show, I'll be honest, I didn't see uh, Tyler Bate and Chase U, Fia Hale, Duke Hudson and Andre Chase defeat Schism, Ava, Joe Gacy, Rick Fowler and Jagger Reed via pinfall with uh, Chase U and Tyler Bate retaining control of Chase U 
Good. Yeah. And uh, the news came out today that Grizzled Young Vets have requested their release and been granted it. Well, we don't know about the being granted part yet. Uh, well, they should be granted it. Zach well, Gibson. The, yeah, the, go on. Uh, at the NXT tapings today, um, they were there and did a match for Level Up. Fuck, fuck. Guys are so talented. Yeah. Jane Strake, a.k.a. Jagger Reed, and Zach Gibson, a.k.a. Rip Fowler. Yeah, Zach Gibson, like, James Drake's good, but Zach Gibson's got something, man. Like, oh. Remember man. when NXT UK was starting out? And yeah, he, he was fans, the big heel. He had fans taking their shoes off and chanting, shoes off if you hate Gibson, shoes off yeah. if you hate Gibson. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, main show proper starts. Uh, so we have uh, Pretty Deadly, the hosts. I mean, it's fine. It's something for them to do. Yeah, of course. Uh, kicking off, women's ladder match. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, here comes, um, like, JJ Dolan. And I'm like, okay, can't wait to see Indy's entrance here in front of the crowd. Nope, cut to the ring, and there's already several women in the ring, including Zoe Stark and Indy Hartwell. Okay, so this is like, I'm sort of in a haze at the moment here as i'm watching this like i just woke up it's fucking however early in the morning i don't remember that part so yeah, yeah that's fucked i hate that but also well, that's kind of cool considering the finish now that i think about it actually yeah no that's cool they fucking swerved everyone so uh ladder match goes ahead goes uh, around 17 minutes, uh, all the women are down on the outside. I believe it's Tiffany Stratton trying to climb the ladder, and Indy Hartwell pushes her off on all the women on the outside. Uh, just before that, Gigi Dolan's taken out by JC Jane in the ring. Yeah. Uh, JC not part of this match. And then Indy's there trying to climb the ladder, and who slides in, Alex? Well, it's. <laughs> It's Mr. Indie Wrestling himself, Dexter Loomis, because <laughs> fucking Index is back together. Fuck yeah, it is. And he puts Indy on her on his shoulders as he helps her climb up the ladder to retrieve the belt. Fuck yeah, we got another Aussie champion. Amazing. I did not see this coming at all. I completely thought she was just another body in this match. I love her. Love her. But yeah. I just thought there was no chance of this happening. And judging by, like, the tweets I saw, I don't think anyone thought she had a chance of winning. <laughs> and judging by the tweets I saw, I didn't see too many people mad about it. No, everyone seemed pretty happy with this uh, championship result. And, I mean, the fact that... Dexter helped her win it, it reminded everyone why people cared about Indy to begin with. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. We loved this thing that happened during the pandemic. How good was that shit? Yeah, what was it? Index versus whatever it was, Steph Delander and Duke Hudson. Oh, no, no, no. That's when it went sour. That's <laughs> when it started to go bad. It was no, just it... the Johnny Dexter feud. 
with friends. That was the best shit ever. Yeah. Was it uh, Persia Piranha? Persia think... Piranha. Yeah, I think... Did, did yeah. anyone from the way lose on the weekend? No. <laughs> because no. Candace didn't have a match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second match of the card proper sees Gallus defending their NXT Tag Team Champs in a triple threat against the family of Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stax Lorenzo and the Creed Brothers with Ivy Nile. This was a fine match, under 10 minutes, but <laughs> I really didn't care about any of these teams. So I was like, eh, put the belts on the family for a bit. It's something new. Can we bring back, like, Nunzio, Lil Guido? Yeah! <laughs> Just for like one segment, because like that they brought back Ted DiBiase for a quick little storyline because because of all the memes everyone was putting out there about Cameron Grimes getting rich. So like, can we do something? Just like a one-off thing, like like little Guido's like I don't know, he's like an underling. <laughs> Or he's like one of the older uncles. He's like, how's the family business going? That's a good point you just brought up. Where is Cameron Grimes? Have you? Did you see that photo that came out like a few weeks back of Cameron Grimes? No. It was taken like backstage in WWE, like a proper photo shoot photo. Uh, and everyone's like, holy fuck, he's getting called up. Have a look at him. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> tell me that. Tell me that's not Alex Reynolds. Um, yeah, it does look very much like Alex Reynolds. He's gotten rid of the uh, the longer beard, sort of He's more jacked. defined physique. It's no like Alex jacket. Alex Reynolds and Drew McIntyre just combined into one. Yep, the perfect combination of wrestlers, if you would ask Warwick Thompson. Anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a fine tag team match. Uh, match number four sees Wesley, the defending North American champion, taking on the uh, competitors of Axiom, Dragon Lee, Ilya Dragunov, and J.D. McDonough. I thought this was a pretty good North American match. Uh, my so. issue, my issue with it, ah, oh, it was a fucking ladder match, fuck around fest. Like, it, uh, I hate, I hate it when, like, in modern booking, it's such a fucking crutch people do. Like, oh, we got all these flippy guys, and we haven't got a feud for them, so let's throw them all in a ladder match. But it wasn't a ladder match. It wasn't, was it? That was earlier on, wasn't it? Yeah. Fuck. Scrap everything I just said. But they just throw them all into a fucking match anyway. And it's like, oh, yeah, no fucking storyline, no build, nothing. And it's just a fatal fuck around fest with all these flippy spots. Um, I think this is when I fell asleep because, <laughs> honestly, I don't care about any of these people. And the, one, the one I care about the least... Is the champ. I thought you were going to say Axiom was the one you cared about the least. He does okay spots. 
<laughs> he does some pretty fun spots, okay? I just hate his mask. It's very bland, isn't it? It's very it, indie-rific looking. It's very, like, a fencing helmet. That's also a good point. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I don't know. Like, I like, like, he can't tell any fucking stories because he's not good at, like, the body expressions. That he and needs he, when he's in a mask, that that sort of style, yeah. Yeah, and that sort of mask, like, he can't even fucking move his mouth and make a fucking expression. Like, at least with Ray's, like, you can see the eyes, you can kind of see the mouth. He can be expressive through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that's my problem with Axiom. Like, if if he gets called up, he's fucked. He's absolutely <laughs> fucked. Um, Welcome actually. to main event. Also, I'm going to be main eventing. No, no, you misunderstood. You'll be on main event, the TV show. You'll be on the dark match of main event. Um, like, yeah, oh, oh, you could go with a Lucha House Party, Vince. We don't have them anymore. And also, he's not, he's not Latino, but he's got a mask. God damn, pal. Yeah, uh, matter of time, probably. Yeah, yeah. Just wait for Vince to put him in the Latino world order. Um, which, by the way, uh, DJZ's not Latino. <laughs> he's not Latino at all. Wasn't he suicide? Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, match number five. We see Grayson Waller taking on Johnny Gargano in an unsanctioned match. Uh, the previous match, the five-way, was the longest match of the uh, night for NXT anyway. Nineteen um, seventeen. Yeah, well, that explains it because I did fall asleep during it and I had to just re-watch NXT the next day so I could see Johnny. I didn't even watch the finish of the Firefly, I don't think. I just went straight to Johnny and Grayson. <laughs> don't blame you. Um, yeah, Johnny and Grayson, to me, was fine. It's a good match. Um, but I'm not a fan of this result. So here's my biggest issue. What was yes. the biggest burn Grayson had? Oh, you're just a little mark that for sure Michaels. You're just a mark for sure Michaels, blah, blah, blah. So what does he do? He comes out in Shawn Michaels-inspired gear. Yep. Basically proving the heel right, that he's a little mark for Shawn Michaels, that he's a little kiss-ass for Shawn Michaels. Yep. Yeah. I know, Grayson's been right on a lot of things and it's making your baby faces look stupid yep yeah this result uh johnny gargano submits grayson in the gargano escape candace also gets involved at points with kendo sticks and jumps the guardrail and um where to for both competitors from here i'm guessing johnny's going back to raw or smackdown I don't like Johnny's chances in the future. By God, Bell, he's too short. Johnny Wrestling? Oh, Johnny Sports Entertainment. Actually, that'd be gimmick infringement. Who who was that? Uh, I'm trying Johnny to remember. Johnny Caballetto? Johnny Down Under? Yeah. 
Johnny Nitro. <laughs> yeah, Johnny boxing now as he gets ready for that match. I think that's this weekend that he's got his boxing fight. Also, Sakura Genesis this weekend. Wow. Yeah, more New Japan. <laughs> and then mm. the week after that is the latest Australian New Japan Tamashi tour. But I digress. Uh, Grayson, where to from here? Lost twice against Braun and now loses to Johnny. This is where, where typically, if Triple H was still in charge, which I don't believe he is, despite what Vince says, <laughs> this is where Grayson would get called up. This would be the perfect time to call him up. Everything is done has... Like I said this last week, it would make sense for Grayson to lose and finally get his comeuppance from, like, basically the final boss of NXT, which is Johnny Gargano. Yeah. The problem is if he doesn't get called up and just shows back up. And if he shows back up on NXT, ugh, he's screwed. <laughs> Does he turn face? If he goes away for a while but comes back. You can't... Grayson Boller isn't, isn't ever going to be an effective baby face. He doesn't have that in him. He's a, a natural heel. Like, I've spoken to a few people within the Aussie wrestling scene. They're like, you know why Grayson... Because, like, I'd be like, oh, fuck it. Matty Warboy looks amazing. You know why he's such an amazing heel? Because he is a heel. He is a heel in real life. What you see on screen is him. And you say, and I'm not breaking any news here. People have outright said this publicly, and he's said this publicly. Um, he said on Survivor. He's not a good person. Well, he's, he's a loud mouth in real life. Mm -hmm. um, I, he might be a wonderful person, just really loud and obnoxious. But anywho... Um, the thing with Grayson is he can't. I've watched today's NXT, like parts of it. So, okay. spoiler alert here. I don't care. Well, the listeners might, so uh, tune out for a little bit. Skip forward. Take, yeah, what is it? A skip forward 15 seconds button? Yeah. That's what it is. All right. Well, Ron Breaker turned heel. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, what happened? No, nope, break it down here. Anyway, that's 15 <laughs> seconds. So the problem with that is Grayson Waller, with this person that just turned heel on NXT today, and, you know, a champion that's sort of borderline heel, and then you got some other heels like Gacy and shit, like, Grayson would probably be, like, a third-string heel at best. In the current in the current um, landscape? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know that the person, they just turned to heel. They didn't turn him heel so he could feud for the North American title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know that he turned heel so he could, you know, have matches for the NXT title. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that'll go down like a lead balloon. Well, 
Uh, we'll get to it when we get to the main event, because there is some other news outside of the ring involving that man's family. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I heard that as well. Uh, co-main event here sees the women's NXT championship of Jalen Henley and Kiana James, the defending champs with Brooke and Briggs, taking on uh, Alba Fire. Good work. And Isla Dawn. Great work. You completely fucked that up last week, so he <laughs> did well this week. I think yes. he called her, like, Ava Faye or some shit last week. Yeah, that's Bur- what it is. Bertha Faye. Yeah. Isn't um, that, like, a 1960s women's wrestler that's in the uh, legacy wing? It was a 1990s women's wrestler. Oh. Yeah, she beat Alundra Blaze for the women's title. Raw after Mania. Really? Mm. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, this this was a fine little match. Nothing happening. Um, they want to use the handbag. One of the boys doesn't allow the other boy. I don't really care about this tag team, as you can tell. No. Doesn't allow the other boy to use the handbag. Doesn't allow him to get in to break up the pin. And uh, new spooky team is your women's tag champs. To be fair, the right team won. Um, you know, the funny thing is, uh, I think the Knockout Impact Tag Team Champions are still on a spooky team. And now you've got spooky NXT Women's Tag Team Champs. To be successful Women's Tag Team Champs, you need to be spooky, I guess. I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, well, Becky and Lita, they're not spooky, but... You know, Lita's been aligned with spooky people in the past. She was married to Kane. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to Snitsky? Oh, man. Wait, is that a can of worms I don't want to open? No, I don't, th- I don't think he's cancelled. <laughs> T- typically, if you haven't heard of a wrestler from that era in ages and... It's generally because they did get cancelled, but no, I don't think he got cancelled. I don't think he is a good person, but I don't think he got cancelled for anything. Um, He's just off doing his own thing. They really should have brought him in at one point as, like, Braun Strowman's dad or some shit. (laughs) If you've seen... I saw, like, photos, like few years back of like Snitsky and he's now bald and got this great big beard and he just looks like like a 50 year old Braun Strowman <laughs> that'd be odd dude it'd be great uh, oh here announces his retirement it looks Jack yeah he does look like <laughs> Braun's dad he does, doesn't he? He could be Braun's dad. Uh, what, what a what a kayfabe opportunity we missed there. Mm. Uh, main event time. You know, it's been a, it's been an all right uh, takeover sort of show, standard deliver. Not blow away great, not mind numbingly bad, but uh, the time difference, uh, of course, put Alex to sleep. Uh, quickly, uh, I just have to get it off my chest. Braun was the baby that got kicked in the crowd. Moving on. And that's, that's why he went and got Nicholas from the crowd. 
that that's the story they could have told. <laughs> oh god. Um, main event time. NXT North American Championship. Braun Breaker, your defending champion against him, Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams. Fucking he goes, hate that. What? I him? hate. Yeah, I hate it. I get it. It's a TikTok thing that's like popular or some shit. I don't know. I have a TikTok account. I barely touch it, but I, I, I just hate it. I don't get it. <laughs> he is him. Okay, cool. Yeah. I am I. <laughs> And we all together, goo goo bachoo. It's a song by the Beatles. Yes, yes, I am the Eggman. I am the walrus. <laughs> the walrus was Paul. <laughs> the walrus was Paul. Oh my God, do you remember Paul Heyman's shirt? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Anyhow, main event time. <laughs> um, what do you think of this main event match with Breaker and Carmelo? I mean. It was just the crowd's just so sick of bronze shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that it just wasn't it wasn't a fun watch for me. And honestly, like something is missing for Carmelo from Carmelo for me. I honestly think they should have put the belt on Grayson. Ah, I'm a little biased. Yes. But I think we both agree with that. Yeah. I think Grayson would have been a better option. Um, well, considering the angle they did on NXT, maybe he wouldn't have been the better option. You can't, you know, turn someone heel on Grayson, and then Grayson becomes a de facto babyface. But I don't know, something's missing from Carmelo, and if he's now going to be like this babyface champion with a fucking six foot six fucking bodyguard by ringside, that's kind of counterproductive. Also true. Um, I was enjoying this match as far as Braun's like big tile defenses have gone until about the final five-ish minutes. Both men are down. Belt shot to Braun behind the ref's back. Camelo dragged on top of Braun. Trick sort of wakes up the ref. The ref crawls over. One, two, kick out. Okay, well, I guess we're not doing that. Braun fights back. Then Carmelo hits the nothing but net. Oh, and now he wins. Hated that. It felt like, yeah, it felt real weird. It felt like, okay, you could have screwed Braun out and you have a pissed off Braun on NXT this week. And you know the crowd's pissed off, but I guess you can't do that in the main event of two of your shows on the weekend. (laughs) So we're going to have Braun fight back a little and then... He loses to the nothing but net. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a down note to finish NXT on. Also, what the fuck was up with Trick Williams completely stealing Sheamus's fucking catchphrase in the introduction for Carmelo? Where he was just like, and this man, he is him, and he has banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. Like... Why is he saying that when someone on the main roster is doing that? No idea. But, um, yeah. It was fine. Uh, I give Stand and Deliver a pass. But to me, if you're an Aussie, go back and watch the, the two Aussie matches and Duke in the pre show if you have time. As I always say, don't watch the pre show unless it's live. For me, 
match of the uh, the show, I'd have to say for it's sort of slim pickings, but I'm gonna say the women's ladder match. Uh, that has the whole thing that I was complaining about with the match that I thought was a ladder match anyway. Of the whole, uh, let's just throw them in a ladder match. Um, so I hate that. Um, honestly, none of these matches stood out for me. Um, stand and deliver, more like lay down and it kind of got there. Um, <laughs> but yeah. anyway, um, yeah, I, I guess just out of bias, I'll just give it to Johnny and fucking Grayson. <laughs> That's also true. Um, what do you think Cage Match gave this as a rating? Oh, it's out of 10, yeah? Yeah, it's out of 10. Uh, 4.7. 7.62. Oh, fuck off. Uh, match of the night went to uh, North American Fiveway. 8.77 over Grayson and Johnny. 8.55. What a fucking crock of shit. Yeah, just wait until Melter's... Uh, ratings come out in a few days' time. That's why we use cage match people. No, nah, he's going to fucking give five stars to that fucker because Dragon Lee was in it. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Smart ass. Okay. Uh, NXT. No, was it? WrestleMania. <laughs> Fuck, it's late. <laughs> WrestleMania. Night one. Hollywood. Uh, Throughout both nights, we just have Raves and Cole on commentary, except for the IC match that also has Ty's annual for some reason. I'm to just be like, fair, yeah, not bad on commentary. Yeah, I'm just like, this is an odd match to put Titus on. He hasn't uh, been an I IC mean, there's champ an, before. There's an yeah, the like he was on commentary for the tag match right on night one yeah and then the IC type like the tag match I was like yeah okay everyone knows him as a tag team wrestler <laughs> but putting him on commentary for the IC title match was like odd as hell yeah um, but so... it was worth it because his commentary on that IC title match call the police call the police yeah it's an offer Pissing off graves the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so match number one of night one sees Austin Fury, your defending United States champion, coming out uh, first to kick off the show versus John Cena, who comes out, has his uh, special entrance with all the uh, Make-A-Wish kids there, which was yeah, nice. Uh- yeah, and fuck those Make-A-Wish kids. John loses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, one of the kids says, and you can pick it up audibly, get a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not even going to grant this kid's wish? Fuck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good good match, good making match for Fury. And Fury does shortcut a lot of it, uh, biting the ear, shades of uh, Iron Mike. Yeah. Biting the arm. Yep. Refs down. Cena gets the uh, the visual submission. And uh, Fury ends up uh, getting the pinfall after the ref comes back. Yeah. 
Uh, I thought, yeah, fun little opener to kick off WrestleMania. Yeah, no, it was good. It was, it wasn't like a fucking big match, John, like showcase. It wasn't his best outing, but it did what it needed to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, match number two is your men's WrestleMania Fatal Four Way Tag Team Match Showcase match, your number one contendership that sees uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis versus the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar with Valhalla versus the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. This I mean, was fun. This was a fun tag team match, but I did not expect uh, the Street Profits here to pick up the win. I I thought, like, going into it, I thought the Viking Raiders were going to win this. But the more I thought about it, I was like, Street Profits kind of need that moment in front of, like, a big WrestleMania crowd. They haven't had that crowning WrestleMania moment yet. Because, like I said, I recently watched WrestleMania 36, Pandemic of Mania, and their big win at WrestleMania was in front of zero people. Uh, I'll give you bonus points if you can name who the Street Profits defended their tag titles against at WrestleMania 36. Oh, man. It was in, like, that never-ending phase they fought whoever it was I remember a bunch of All times because right. we were All saying right. here's a hint Zelina Vega was the manager of this tag team is it Andrade and Angel Gaza you got one of them correct okay the, the other one it was Angel Gaza and Austin Theory. What in the world is that tag team? Yeah. And it was all just to like build up to Bianca Belair making her main roster call up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. Um, yeah, fun little four-way match. A lot of fun. We'll play into uh what happens on Raw. This match, I'm very excited to get your opinions on as we see Seth frickin' Rollins with some conductor guy trying to conduct the audience to sing Seth's song, which, I mean, as far as WrestleMania entrances go, was sort of puzzling. Uh, I was really excited to see what what fucking dumb outfit Seth Rollins was going to wear, and boy, did he not disappoint. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Hang on, I need to look this one up now because I've already forgotten after his Raw outfit. The fucking red robe he wore was unreal, and then he takes it off, and he's wearing, like, 95 fucking Jeff Jarrett fucking shirt. Like is this with... why you said it was Jeff Jarrett? Hey? Is this why you said it looked Jeff Jarrett? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, like, even the robe he wore was fucking unreal. Um, it was yes. a gigantic... Yeah, and he had the fucking chaps on as well. See the chaps he's wearing? It was a fucking... <laughs> but it was a puffer vest turned into chaps. Fucking unreal. 
This motherfucker came out paying tribute to Shawn Michaels and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> but everything was a puffer vest. Yes, yeah, sir. This is Logan Paul who comes out on his birthday entering fire a zip line. Shades of Shawn Michaels. In California. Uh, and he's also greeted on the ramp by a giant prime energy drink mascot. Well, it was the hydration, not the energy. Um, but um, actually, massive nerd here. Uh, so this is the night that I'm watching with Warwick. Oh, okay. Uh, how many did you have over this year? Uh, it ended up just being me and Warwick. It ended up being a pretty small thing because, you know, Eliza's not here, so I didn't... I couldn't be fucked cooking for too many people. <laughs> so we just we just got KFC. Um, anywho. Yeah. Um, this prom bottle comes out, and I'm like, I know those arms. <laughs> I know those fucking arms. And I looked at him, I looked at Warwick, and I said, I'm going to fucking squeal when the, that fucking face pops out of that thing. I'm gonna squeal. I'm gonna squeal like a little piggy. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, they're having a pretty good match, and uh, you know Logan spills to the outside, and he's oh no, actually the prime mascot pulls Logan to the outside, sort of coaching him on the outside. At certain points during this match, too, did you notice the prime bottle? The mascot was on its knees. Yes. Just... So. <laughs> I saw an interview with the person in the prime bottle afterwards, and he's like, oh, there was people standing behind me that were like, get down, we can't see, we can't, we can't see. So I just had no choice than to get on my knees so the people behind me could see. What a thoughtful man. Yeah, it is a, a pretty tall uh, costume. <laughs> yes, it's fucking ridiculous. As a... Uh... You know, Logan's on the outside consulting with his uh, mascot and the uh, face of this mascot pops out and we see who it is. It's my boy. It's Mr. Knowledge, Strength and Integrity himself. That, well, actually, his boxing nickname... No wonder why he's my boy. His boxing nickname is The Nightmare. <laughs> KSI, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, oh, and I just like ah, screamed like a little bitch. I was like, fuck yes, fuck yes. And all I wanted was like, oh, KSI does his best shit when he's, when he's just being a comedy goofball. Please do not have him reveal himself and he starts fucking beating the shit out of Seth. No, we don't want that. We want him to be a fucking idiot. And so, they, they delivered. So uh, they sort of get Seth. They put him on the Spanish announce table because it's a pay-per-view. The uh, Spanish announce table is ringside. And uh, KSI's there with the phone for social media, mouthing off to Seth. And Logan takes big mouthful of Prime and does like a, a mist to the sky before he jumps. And Seth grabs KSI, drags him onto the table, and Logan goes through KSI and the table. Loved it. It was amazing. It was really well done. Um, yeah, I can't say enough great things about it. It was perfect. Uh, the timing of it was great. 
Um, the little thing they did where... Um, sorry, my dog's just decided to fucking sprint around me because I got up and started walking because I got all excited thinking about KSI again. Um, but, yeah, the little thing they did with Logan, like, spitting the water out Triple H style as sort of a distraction so the crowd... So that... Um, they could make it seem a little bit more believable that Logan just jumped anyway, even though KSI was almost already on the table at that point. They yeah. made it, like, slightly more believable that he still jumped because he just sprayed all the fucking prime everywhere and he there's mist everywhere you can barely fucking see. It made sense. It was perfect. Yeah, it was really well thought through. Yeah, um, I loved that because... There, there are ways to do that where it's like, oh, that's just fucking bullshit and phony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Seth gets Logan back in the ring, you know, a few stomps, and uh, Seth here picking up the win, the end of Logan Paul in uh, WWE. <sighs> I doubt it. For now? For now... <laughs> Like, he, he has openly said he wants them to re-sign him. It's just up to them. Oh, uh, is he... One, like, obviously, Andy Kaufman, different era. But is he one of the best celebrity-turned-wrestlers in the WWE? Is It's... Honestly, and it comes down to, like, the most recent years. It comes down to him and Bad Bunny, doesn't it? Him and Bad Bunny, and I guess if you want to put Johnny Knoxville in there as a one-off at WrestleMania, you can. Like, I Knoxville had two matches. He was in the Rumble. Um, but, yeah, no, Knoxville did great. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think back old school-wise. Like, yeah, Mr. T was pretty fucking good. Um, Tyson. Like, Tyson... Like, he didn't even have a match. <laughs> so, like, Tyson is probably the most important celebrity they ever brought in, but you can't really classify him as the best celebrity wrestler because he didn't really wrestle. Like, he had one scheduled match on Raw in, like, 2010 during the guest host era. Wow. Where it was him and Jericho versus DX, and... Bell rings, he knocks out Jericho and DX wins. <laughs> but um, besides that, like, oh, who else is good? Oh, obviously, Jenna Maraska. Uh, yeah. yeah. Johnny oh, Fairplay. Johnny Fairplay. Um, man. Snooki. Yeah. Undefeated at WrestleMania. Snooky wasn't that bad though. Snooky mm. was good, and it was a sign of the times. Yes, it feels cringy in hindsight, but that shit was all the rage then. But um, WWE was smart. They hit her in a six-person mixed tag. They didn't put her out there on pay-per-view in a one-on-one match. Yeah, that's right. With with not only that, not only did fucking TNA put Survivor winner Jenna Maraska in a one-on-one -on -one match on pay-per-view. They did it with someone who's not a wrestler. Charmel. Uh, 
that match is so bad, it's good. <laughs> it's just you're having uh, a bad day, you put that one on, have a laugh. Yeah, it's good in the fact that, like, oh, maybe I could be a wrestler. <laughs> because people paid to see this. <laughs> this was a pay-per-view. This wasn't on TV. Oh, oh God. Oh, man. Um, we should keep going here. Yeah. Women's six-person uh, six tag team match that sees Trish Stratus, Leader, and Becky Lynch uh, versus the team of Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. I thought this was a really good match and a really good showing for the two Hall of Famers here with Becky. Did you uh, notice what Trish Stratus was wearing? Her ring gear. Was it the same or was it inspired from uh, WrestleMania 21? It was inspired. It's not exactly the same, but yeah, it was like, you know you're a fucking legend in wrestling when your WrestleMania cosplay outfit is a cosplay of your own outfits. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on now. But that was really cool. Um, it was a really nice touch to do that. Like, there were a few people that wrestled on this card that were at both WrestleMania 21 and WrestleMania 39. But... Yeah, this was the one that could actually do sort of a tribute to it. Like, it would have been really weird if Brood Edge came out with his bright silver pants from the first um, Money in the Bank match at 21. Oh, that'd be nice. Ah, uh, man. Uh, I thought this was a really good women's match as well. Like, a really good showing for everyone involved. But ultimately, Chris Leader and Becky here getting the win. Which is yeah. good for damage control because maybe they'll move out the tag team division. I'll wait, know what's going on on Raw. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. I thought I fought with this win of uh, the Legends and Becky that uh, we'd move damage control out of the women's tag team championship picture. I was waiting for Trish to turn on Becky after this match. Yeah. I think it's coming. I think Trish is going to turn heel at some point. She's always talked about it. Yeah, yeah, Tr that'd be interesting. He heel Trish versus Becky at SummerSlam. Calling it now. Aren't they doing a Toronto show sometime soon, and that's when Edge wants his retirement? That's like around the time of SummerSlam, too. I think it's like just after SummerSlam. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you got plenty of time to work into that. Um, yeah, match number five, night one, saw Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. Um, can we just talk about these two different entrances? Um, well, obviously, like, I... Without going too deep into it, I have had family members that have been incarcerated, and I know for a fact that when you get incarcerated, they give you some spandex, some fucking knee-high wrestling boots, and that's what you wear in prison. You wear wrestling clothes in prison, in the holding cell. Obviously. Dominic's a changed man. He's seen, <laughs> seen things. I just loved him just sitting in a prison cell in his full wrestling attire. <laughs> it was great. Oh, goodness. Uh, I, 
I mean, all of a sudden we start hearing sirens and I'm like, Scott Steiner appearance. Oh, it's impossible to hear that siren and not immediately yell out, holla, if you hear me. Yeah, all my freaks. Yeah, all my freaks and my peaks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dom comes out in the back of a cop car and he gets out of the car and he's wearing his father's mask. Halloween he... Havoc 97 mask, by the way. Wow, you have a good eye. <laughs> I'm just a WCW nerd. It was uh, the infamous fucking Halloween Havoc 97 match against Eddie Guerrero, which is ooh. another reason why it plays into it. Oh, okay. Um, And then uh, Ray comes out and they start playing Eddie's theme and he comes down a low rider with Snoop Dogg and then he gets on the ramp. He actually climbs up all the steps that's part of the WrestleMania stage. <laughs> to get to the top of yeah. the stage. Yeah, I wish we actually saw that because we couldn't. They sort of cut away. I would have loved to have just seen him climb that. <laughs> would have looked like, you know, um, oh, what was it? Did, did you watch Australian Gladiators back in the day? Yeah, we've done a, a review of it once. Yeah, yeah, and there was one of... Of course we did. Of course I made us do that. <laughs> Isn't it... Oh, I forget the name of it. It's like the it mountain like a, or whatever. The pyramid or whatever. Yeah. And they have to climb up it and they wrestle each other and they all fall off. Yeah, that's what it would have looked like, watching <laughs> Ray climb up there. Well, Dom great. just meets him at the top. <laughs> yeah. Long live the king. <laughs> yeah, Dom just beats him at the top and, oh, man, that could have been a match step. Throws him off like a scar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no! Sudden... <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, Ray, make his entrance here. What was up with uh, Ray's mask? Was this Muta-inspired? So it it took me until... Um... Night two to realize that these masks were Muda inspired. Because, like, when he came out on night two, when they did the whole thing, yeah. it was really obvious because that was a, just a plain black one that it was heavily Muda inspired. I didn't realize night one that it was Muda inspired. But yeah, it is 100% a tribute to Muda. Yeah. Uh, this match, Dominic's sort of mouthing off at his mum and his sister ringside grabs his sister drink, throws it on his sister. Um, the, the stiffest water shot of all time. That's all <laughs> I kept talking about with Warwick. Did you hear the water slap her skin? Because you could hear it. it. This made this little, just like a little, and I was like, that has to be the stiffest water shot in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Uh and uh, eventually, Angie, Dominic's mother, slaps Dominic, and Ray runs Dominic into the post, gets him back in. Uh, later on, six one nine, and Ray pins Dominic after uh, the Judgment Day come out ringside. They're run off by the Latina World Order. Oh, uh, and then Bad Bunny. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. Dominic goes to use a chain, and Bad Bunny, who's on Spanish commentary reaches up and grabs the chain off Dominic. Yeah. And uh, that's where he gets distracted into the 619 by Ray. Yeah, uh, this match was so fun. I loved it. I, I loved it. And 
I don't think I would have loved it if it didn't have the hype behind it that it had, but it was just so well done. I was so invested. I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Phone be damned for this one. Like, yeah, I, I loved this match. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Uh, match number six saw Charlotte Flair in her very inspired Black Rain entrance attire. Well, this is where I go, oh, fuck, Warwick. Like, apparently puffer entrance jackets are in <laughs> because this was also a puffer jacket. I was like, okay, puffer's in this year, I guess. I can't wait for Roman Reigns to come out in his puffer cargo pants. <laughs> yes, as uh, she's defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Australia's own Rhea Ripley. And this match... To me, it's fine. The women have faced off that many times before. The build-up to this was sort of meh. As an Aussie, I think I'm more invested than the general fan. But it was a fine match. And, you know, Rhea dominates the majority of the match here. What are your thoughts on it? Um, you know my thoughts led into this that I thought there was absolutely no build. It was hopeless. And, you know, um, during the week, Charlotte Flair did an interview basically saying she was pissed off that they weren't going to be the main event. Oh, God. And you know what? These These two ladies fucking wrestled like they deserved the main event spot. This was... Unequivocally, 100% my match of the night. Maybe my match of the weekend. Actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. (laughs) Not at all. But it was uh, 100% my match of the night. I thought this was Charlotte Flair's best match in probably my favorite Charlotte Flair match. And we know I don't like Charlotte, so that's not a huge compliment. But it was her best match. Yeah, And I think... These two ladies fucking brought it. Uh, the suplexes in this were stiff. Like, they were fucking going King's Road on this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> they were going full King's Road style at points. This was... You don't seem too impressed by this match, but I fucking loved it. Me and Warwick were having a great time for this match. This was great for us. Like I probably should mention it was like 1 o'clock when I finished this match and then went to bed. See, yeah, the, there's a difference there between watching... How long did this match go for? Uh, 24 minutes. There's a roughly. difference between watching a 24-minute match at, what, 1am than watching a 24-minute match at probably, like, 1pm. <clears throat> and, you know, like, yeah, I think the drinks were cracked at this point. So, yeah, um... Yeah, I had a blast for this match. I loved it. Honestly, absolutely loved it. I would probably say this was one of the best women's title matches in WrestleMania history. Um, The number one for me is still Sasha and Bianca. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. I will give this a a chance, a rewatch. I think, yeah, me watching it so late, after work, before work the next day, uh, hindered my enjoyment of it. Yeah. But uh, Rhea ends up uh, knocking Charlotte silly on the top rope. 
does it was it a top rope um riptide it was yeah yeah a top rope riptide um Wow, I just spoke like I had an impediment then. I was top wipe web. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it was a good finish. Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about this match, honestly. Honestly. And this was like, oh, shit. This is why Charlotte gets the pushes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that it was like, yeah, that's right. Charlotte is a good wrestler when she wants to be. When she wants to. Yeah. Um, and did you see the report coming out after this yeah. that uh, Charlotte's taken time off? So what fucking profession in the world can you have where you can just be like, like one day just be like, hey, I'm going on holidays now. Like, fucking, fucking what? Like, imagine you just walking into work tomorrow and just being like, all right, I'll, I'll finish working today, and then I'm out for an oh, indefinite amount of time. I'll let you know when I'm ready to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go like that. No, life doesn't work like that. And then she's probably going to come out and just be like, you don't know the battles I've had. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Um, so this is where I pick back up uh, re-watching. We had uh, Snoop Dogg and Miz in the ring, and Snoop Dogg said, the only thing that will make this night better is if you have a match, Miz. And then out comes Pat McAfee, and Cole's losing his mind on commentary, and there's an impromptu match, and McAfee defeats Miz in three minutes, 40 seconds. It was a fun little WrestleMania moment. Oh, I mean, <laughs> how do I say this politely? It sucked. <laughs> the crowd did not want it to be Pat McAfee. <laughs> and awesome. I, 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 I am a fan of Pat McAfee. It's just like, oh, this isn't like that big of a deal. <laughs> like, we were, we, we've seen the reports. There were reports that Austin was there, but apparently, or that there were plans for Austin to make an appearance at some point. Or, you know, how about the people that have been working all year and actually got themselves over, like a Bobby Lashley or an LA Knight that didn't have a Mania match? In LA. In LA. Yeah. And. Yeah. It was just like, oh, Pat McAfee, okay, yeah, sure. But it, it didn't even get that much of a pop. No, because he came back at the Rumble and did commentary the whole time. Yeah, and then If fucking... he hadn't come back at the Rumble and this was his first return, it might have got a bit of, bit of a bigger pop. Maybe, <laughs> I guess, maybe. And then he had, like, George Kittle from the NFL. I'm sure you're very familiar with George Kittle. You watch your NFL. And he got involved. Um, yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. It's, yeah. Anyway, main event time. We'll see the Usos 
main event Jay and main event Jimmy, the defending undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, taking on the team of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, the hype packages for this, amazing. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, this is the first time in WWE history, obviously, the tag titles, main eventing mania. Uh, when was the last tag match to main event WrestleMania? This is what I was thinking about the other day, and I'm going, I don't think there's been a main event unless one of, and like I know WrestleMania 1 was, unless there's like one of those other parts of WrestleMania 2, the main event in one of the other cities was nah. a tag, but I think it's only WrestleMania 1. Yeah, Mania 2 was Hogan and Bundy. So yeah, yeah, you're you're right, a hundred percent right. Um, the first tag team main event of WrestleMania since fucking WrestleMania one. Wow. Uh, what were the other two main events of WrestleMania two? Well, or was it three? Is three the ones from three? No, two's the one from three locations. Yeah. So I think. Well, technically, the main event of WrestleMania 2 was Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. Yeah. It was all, it was all the same night. So it, so it was like a few matches in LA, a few matches in New York, a few matches in Chicago, I think the other location was. Um, but I think like... Uh, I can't remember which one, but one of them was headlined by... Hogan and Bundy, one of them was headlined by, like, a 20-man battle royal with, like, NFL players and wrestlers that Andre the Giant won. And then another one of them was headlined by Roddy Piper versus Mr. T boxing match. So, Naz saw Coliseum headlined by Mr. T uh, and Roddy Piper in a boxing match. That's Long Island, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena, Hulk Hogan defeats King Kong Bundy uh, in a cage match for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. And then Rosemont Horizon, which is Chicago, their main event was the British Bulldogs, David oh, Boy Smith and Dynamite right. Kid defending the WWF Tag Teams Championship against the dream team of Greg Valentine. And the beefcake. Yeah, that's right. Forgot about the tag titles. Is that the only other time the tag titles have headlined? I mean, if you want to count that is That doesn't count. That does not count at (laughs) all. Because, like, even if you were there in the arena... Yeah. So what happened was they had, like, a big screen, so you watched the rest of the show. So you'd be sitting there like, watching, like, the matches that happen from the different locations. So it'd be like, oh, one match from, say you're sitting there from in Chicago, your Chicago a, a match in Chicago happens, then you have to sit there for two matches as you watch on the big screen, like a match from L.A. and then one from Long Island, and then a match happens in front of you again. Oh, okay, so it so, wasn't all on the East Coast, all in the centre, all on the West Coast. No. Ah. No, so it was, yeah, so it was all happening at once, which 
in hindsight, the dumbest idea. <laughs> you just diluted your card. So, like, oh, well, I live in fucking Chicago and they're having WrestleMania here this year. I fucking, I want to go because, you know, I want to see Hogan and Bundy in the cat. No, that's not happening here. Oh, well, I'll see Piper and Mr. T. No, uh, what did we get? <laughs> we got fucking... Kitchener versus Nikolai Vodkov. Corporal Kirshner. Yeah. Fuck yeah. What else did Chicago get? Did they get the Battle Royal? Yeah, they got the WWF versus NFL Battle Royal, which Andre won by last eliminating Bret Hart. Yeah. And Mula retaining her women's championship against Velvet McIntyre. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, sucked, sucked to anyone that went to the Chicago one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but first time you're officially headlining with the uh, Tag Team Championship. So this match, this was a uh, match of the night for night one for me. Again, yeah. uh, again like watching Ray and Dominic, and then Rhea and Charlotte after midnight did not help. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, But, yeah, for me, this was really good. Played into a lot of it. Kevin taking a lot of the beating and making the hot tags to Sammy. Sammy is a credible main eventer now. And so is both the Usos if you go down that path. Like these four men could main event individually on their own going forward. Well, the, this is why these titles main eventing this night is important and not just putting the women in that main event spot just because uh, the women haven't main evented in a couple of WrestleManias. Um, this is why it's important because now, feasibly, it's not out of the realm of possibility to think like down the road, Hey, we don't have Roman. We don't have Brock. Um, Charlotte's the way Rhonda's off doing her thing. John's uh, not here. John's not here. It's a fucking random B pay-per-view. Let's for the fuck of it, just say it's great balls of fire. And, Oh fuck. We need a, believable main event that the people will want to see. Now it doesn't seem that weird if the tag titles main evented. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've just created more options for yourself down the road for when your part-timers or your big names go away for a bit. Now it's like you could probably main event a pay-per-view with a with the Usos versus another tag team, not even for the tag titles. If you build it well enough. Yeah, and it's what Ring of Honor did for so many years. TNA, a little bit, but not as much. It depends who held it in TNA. When beer money were champs, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that belt, those belts meant a lot. The guns especially during the peak of TNA's rise. Yeah, when Eric Young and Kevin Nash held it, yeah. 
<laughs> no sight marks. When Pac-Man Jones and Run the Truth Killings held it, come on now. I think they're going to talk about that during uh, the new OSW arc. I think so. Uh, I think it, it falls in there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yes. I forgot that uh, R-Truth is a former TNA tag. TNA or NWA? No, I'm pretty sure it's TNA tag. TNA. That time. Who else? Was he in a tag team with? Uh, One Consequences Creed. How can you forget truth and, truth and consequences? Oh. Yes. Yeah, no, they were a tag team. I'm, I think they held the titles. I'm not sure. Um, Anywho. Oh, goodness. TNA. What a great company. Anyhow. Impact's a... Uh, uh, not impact the Usos. They, uh, I don't have it in front of me. Day six hundred and twenty-two. I have listed as their tag team reign. Wow, unreal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six hundred and twenty-two. Uh, it kind of beats <laughs> the New Day's record just a little bit. Kind of beats demolition. It does a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, but here, here we, here's where we really just sort of divulge this title reign. Yeah. Sure. It was long and it broke records. Was it one of the, was it the best tag title reign of all time? No. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It but, was a really good main event level tag team in a division of mid-card tag teams. Yeah. And that's why Demolition's tag title reign is always going to be the best. Yeah, that's true. Because... Heart Foundation, British Bulldogs, fucking Fabulous Rougeos, fucking uh, Sheik and Volkov. Like, that was a fucking stacked tag division in those days. Yeah. Bushwhackers. Anyway. Bushwhackers. Yeah. I don't, no, they were a part of it at that time. Yeah, the Rockers were there. Fucking hell. Jeez. The Smoking Guns? Or a bit early for that? No, not, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Oh. Um, fuck the Road Warriors came in during Demolition's tag title run weren't they supposed to be the Road Warriors yeah yeah so yeah Demolition 478 these are days recognised by WWE the New Day uh, all three members 483 days I mean, there's Gallus Rain in here for NXT UK tag chance, but that's got a big freaking asterisk because of the because. pandemic and NXT UK not doing anything for so long. <laughs> and, the, you know, that belt being worth as much as, you know, <laughs> as wearing a big bright belt buckle on your pants. Uh, uh, yeah, so New Day 483, 
the Uzo's 622. Don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But, uh, yes, Kevin and Sammy here getting the win. Three Haluva kicks. And Sammy and Kevin are your tag champs. Pyro goes off. They embrace. The crowd's all happy. Reports are the fans, like, stayed in the building for, like, an extra half an hour just singing and chanting and mm. general happiness at the end of this night. What a good uh, way could- to end. WWE WrestleMania. What a good way to end WWE. Um, <laughs> uh, quickly, I completely forgot to touch on this. Did you see the logos on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens' outfits? Um, oh, yeah, not KO Mania WrestleZania. No, but the logos on the shorts and the pants of KO and Zayn. Did you see this? No. They had... Um, because they're in California, not that far from Reseda. Oh. They had the PWG logo on one side and they had Super Dragon's mask on the other side. Oh, wow. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, I think one of the commentators, probably Graves, mentioned it wasn't that far down the road from Reseda that these two men made a name for themselves. Something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, overall, thumbs up for me, night one. I do have to go back and watch the, the Rhea Charlotte match. Th- this night was fantastic. I-, I loved Seth and Logan as well. I didn't put that over enough. Obviously, I did, but I didn't put it over enough. Um, yeah. I loved the four-way tag. I thought that was fun. The spot they did with Angelo Dawkins stopping the Strowman Express was great. <laughs> that was great, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, though, honestly, there wasn't really a stinker besides, you know, Pat and Miz, but that barely Popcorn. Counts. Popcorn yeah. break before the main event. Yeah, that was just a, you know, just have a little bit of fun. Um, yeah, no, it was a really, I would say, a flawless night one. Okay, so should we get to night two? Hard to go wrong from here. <laughs> okay, night two kicks off with Omos with MVP. Taking on Brock Lesnar. And the match, you know, Alex had mentioned, Brock's kind of in the putting people over phase of his career, or at least he should be. Match goes about five minutes. And uh, what do you know? Brock Lesnar, the veteran here, helps out the younger talent by making them stare up at the lights as he pins Omos. I mean, the... Honestly, this wasn't that bad. This was a lot better than I expected it to be. I'm not saying it was fantastic, Mm. but I expected this to be a fucking shit show, and it wasn't bad. It had that that Goldberg-Brock sort of quality, like, let's just do as much as we can in as short of a time and get out of here. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, no, this was good. Um... By the way, when I rewatched WrestleMania 36, Brock versus Drew was fucking amazing. Empty arena? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking yeah. amazing. Poor yeah. Drew. Bell, bell rings, fucking Claymore. Brock <laughs> kicks out, suplex, suplex, suplex. F5, kick out. F5, kick out. Claymore. 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 Match <laughs> over, four minutes. Ah, uh, so good. Uh, it's good. Pop, it's good. 
Following that was the uh, women's WrestleMania showcase by the four-way tag team match that saw the team of Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. They're both sort of wearing new-gen sort of uh, inspired jackets, you know, those bright shapes and colours of the 90s on their yeah. ring gear now. I guess that makes them a team. The team of Natalia and Shotzi, who are both wearing matching army helmets. Oh, yeah, except Natalia's didn't have horns like Shotzi. It had cat ears. And, oh, yeah, you know, oh, WrestleMania, the place where you make your big, giant, grand entrance. Shotzi doesn't even have the one thing she's known for, a tank. I know. And at the Rumble, she drove it about five metres and then got out and walked the rest of the entranceway. So what I have heard about this is they've given up on Shotzi's tank these long ramps because the batteries on them don't last long enough. <laughs> That's what uh, I've heard. And that makes sense. And that makes sense for the rumble. Maybe this is the time you bring out a natural fucking tank. Yeah, Rusev got a tank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and the team of Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville all of whom losing to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Yeah. I mean, Big this, was a, this was a five women's match. Um, hopefully they actually do remember to do something with Ronda and Shayna this year. Yeah. Oh, my God. the most of last year. I can't believe that this is where Ronda's at. <laughs> In her career? Like, that she's just been thrown into a random throwaway fucking fatal four-way tag match. Also true. Mm. Uh, next, we had uh, the triple threat match for the IC title, which saw Gunther defending against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. I love it at WrestleMania when people bust out all-white gear and... Drew coming out with the all-white trunks, the all-white knee pads, and the all-white kilt. Oh, yep. loved it. Loved it. He looked like a megastar in this. And this was hot off the heels of news coming out that his contract is expiring and he has not agreed to renew. Who's taken the pin in this match? Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, um, like, Imperium still do the... Um... The entrance, the mat is sacred, welcome, Gunther, you know, that whole stick. Yeah, it was nice of um, Gunther and Imperium to rock the navy blue to, um, you know, undefeated. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Undefeated. Um, Yes. Did you see our terrible away strip? I did. I actually, like, people know I don't really watch that much footy anymore. I watched the entire GWS Carlton game and I watched the entire Essendon St. Kilda game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't cheering for you guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was I was cheering for Warney. Come on now. Eric Banner was there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, anyway, I like how the... Um, the camera during Gunford's entrance shows the scale of the um, stage because you see Gunther in the foreground going down the ramp and in the background of the two members of Imperium 
on stage. Yeah. They might as well the have been in, they might as well have been in a different postcode. Yeah. Yeah. Um this match is what you think it is. Three big men <laughs> beating seven shades of shit out of each other. At various point, Cole goes, Hey, can we get a close up of so and so's chest, which is just beat red and purple? Yeah, that was of um Seamus's, and then they showed a close-up of Wal- uh, Gunther's chest. I'm still saying Walter, Jesus. And it was just as bad, and Drew's was pretty bad, too. Um, I mean, at least Drew had the, the chest hair and the fake tan to protect him. Um, my God. Uh, I, I couldn't keep my eyes away from this. This was just magical. Uh, this is where Titus O'Neil's like, call the police, call the police, every time Gunther chopped someone. <laughs> um, yeah, and Titus is like, oh, I'm glad I never I never entered in the Intercontinental title division because I'd, I wouldn't want to wrestle any of these guys. Yeah, absolute great WrestleMania match. Uh, if you enjoyed the clash at the castle between Sheamus and Gunther, You'll enjoy this. <laughs> um, I made this call immediately after this match, and you know it's been a few days now. Yeah, and I'm st- I'm sticking with it. This is the greatest Intercontinental Title match in the history of WrestleMania. Sorry, Savage Steamboat. Sorry, Razor Sean. Sorry, Piper Brett. Sorry, Gold Dust Roddy. No, that wasn't even for the belt. Oh, no. <laughs> nah. Yeah, if it was for the belt, sorry, Gunther, Seamus, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm just trying uh, to think of a great uh, intercontinental match uh, from around the time as uh, when I was watching. So WrestleMania 4, no. uh, WrestleMania 5 was Warrior Rude. WrestleMania 6 was technically Hogan versus Warrior. WrestleMania <laughs> 7 were... I don't remember WrestleMania. That was Mr. Perfect Big Boss Band. No. WrestleMania 8 was Bret Hart Piper. That was really good. WrestleMania 9 was Sean versus Tatanka. That was okay. WrestleMania 10, Razor Sean, ladder match. WrestleMania 11. Ooh, boy. WrestleMania 11, I believe, was Jeff Jarrett and Razor Ramon. WrestleMania 12, no, we just talked about that. Goldust and Piper. WrestleMania 13, that was that was the uh, Rocky Maivia versus the Sultan. Um, WrestleMania. The Sultan. Yeah, it was Rikishi in a mask. Okay. Uh, am I on. correct? Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. WrestleMania. Rocky Maivia versus the Sultan. Oh, my God, I'm so good. WrestleMania 14, Rocky Maivia versus Ken Shamrock. Uh, WrestleMania. Underrated. Yeah, that, that was good. That was good. WrestleMania 15, I believe, was Road Dog, Goldust, and Ken Shamrock. Which Wrest- one? Uh, WrestleMania 15, I believe it was like Road Dog, Goldust, and Ken Shamrock, I believe. Or, because uh, it was like the New Age Outlaws won each Road other. Road Dog, Goldust, and Shamrock. 
with uh, Blue Meanie and Valvenus. And Valvenus. Four-corner uh, elimination but, match. Yeah, well, no, that's not making the list. Um, <laughs> WrestleMania 16, uh, 2000 was that uh, triple threat match with Jericho, who shall not be named, and Angle. Uh, that was good. That is a good match. Uh, that is good. Uh, WrestleMania 17. Fuck me. Greatest WrestleMania of all time. I can barely remember the IC title match. Um, Chris versus Chris. Oh, of course. That's probably why I don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, that was probably real good. Wait. No, that's Backlash. Why do I go to Backlash? I don't want Backlash. That was Backlash too. No, no. Test and Eddie was the European title, I think. Um, uh, Jericho and Regal. Jericho and Regal. Yeah, that slaps. That's a good match. WrestleMania 18. I believe that was RVD and Regal. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. I'm getting... All right. WrestleMania 19. If I'm correct, that belt doesn't even exist. Uh, It's not there, no. The World Heavyweight Championship is... Yeah, this is after Triple H and Kane had that match, winner takes all, and the IC title uh, disappears. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, WrestleMania 20, that was Jericho Christian. That was really good. WrestleMania 21, I think the IC title was in the fucking Money in the Bank match. I think Shelton Benjamin was the champ. This is where it gets... Tricky. Anyway, no. I think 100% this triple threat is the greatest IC title match in the history of WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. You've got... You've got oh, there, there is the Nigerian drum fight. Get out. <laughs> yeah, how is old Apollo Crews doing? Let's uh, check out Stand and Deli- Oh, wait, he wasn't there. <laughs> Fucking Former, oh my god, he's a former IC champ, isn't he? Who? Apollo. Yeah, yeah. He he won it at WrestleMania. Wait, what WrestleMania was? Was that last year? That was thirty-seven. I'm pretty okay. sure he won it in the Nigerian drum fight. Ridiculous. Uh, anyway, Gunther here retaining. I thought Sheamus was uh, going to get the win, but no. This is this is where I was like, oh, that's an odd booking choice. That's an odd result, but I'm fine with it. It's okay. Maybe I don't hate good. it. I don't hate it. It's, a, it's questionable. Sheamus was, like, the crowd was so behind Sheamus, so I was like, oh. Yeah, no. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. We've got the rest of the night. Maybe they don't want to change any of the titles because they're going to have a big title change in the main event. Um, and maybe they want Gunther to break the Honky Tonk Man's record. Yeah. Which maybe. he probably should. But I love Honky. Ah, oh, we love Honky, but come on. You want the greatest... In the Continental title reign or the longest one to be on, you know, a non-comedy act. Miz? Uh, 
At times he's a comedy act, at other times he's not. It just depends what mood Vince is in. Uh, combined days total is still Pedro Morales. Yeah, but what 617, about... 617, then Miz. For a single reign, uh, I'm pretty sure it's still Honky Tonk. Yeah, I just want to say how high up the list Gunther's gotten yet. Uh, okay. Honky Tonk, Savage, then Gunther. Gunther's on 299. Randy Savage, 414. Gunther, uh, Honky Tonk Man, 454. Right. Fucking Savages was that long, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that, no, that's good. Good. He's in there with some great company and the Honky Tonk Man. Third um, longest reign. Yeah. He might as well keep going. Well, yeah. It, he's, got, he's still halfway, but... 100, 150 days more to go. That'll take me out to about the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, just after SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, following that was the Raw Women's Championship of Bianca Belair versus uh, Royal Rumble winner Asuka. Wait, no. 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 Elimination Chamber winner Asuka. Yeah. Jeez, I'm having a bit of a night. Um, to me, this was a, a good women's match. It was a great match. It was just another... Mm. That's a weird decision. Yeah, yeah. But also, this was another time where they made that weird decision, but that also during the match they kept talking about, oh, she's so close to being the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion of all time or some shit. Okay, I'll check that as well. Um, But yeah, Asuka, late in the match, the ref's sort of down, goes for the mist. Bianca sees Asuka going for the mist. Ducks. Gets Asuka, pinfall, one, two, three. And uh, Bianca Belair here retaining. And Asuka is now 0-4 at WrestleMania. Wow. Uh, So Bianca Belair, 368 days. Becky Lynch during her first reign, 395. Yeah. And that's, I think, the time... Was that the one where she vacated it? I think it was. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, Rain 15. Yeah, she vacates it to Asuka, um, saying that as Asuka won money in the bank, she also won the championship because Becky was leaving to go bear mother. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so this is where my problem lies. Like, Asuka's now 0-4 at WrestleMania. And the the flip side of that is Becky, uh, not Becky, Bianca is now 3-0. and oh. She's undefeated. Um, so who's Asuka lost to at Mania? Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the Rumble match where Nakamura also lost to AJ that same year. I think so she... 34. I think um, 
she was in a multi-tag match at the Pandemic of Mania. Yeah. And also she lost to Rhea Ripley at one of the Manias too. 37. Yeah. Which is... Uh, I think that's the second night. Yeah, that's the second uh, Florida one. Yeah. After the pandemic, the first one after the pandemic. Uh, yeah. Wow. Not a good good record for Oscar, sadly. No, and that's the problem. Can you keep putting her into these spots of mania now? This might have been the last time Oscar was a believable threat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. Hmm. Uh, I never am, Chris. I never am. Okay, I'll keep that in mind um, <laughs> when I ask you for what our numbers off the air. No, I was going to say, says the guy that was talking about the ladder match for the North American title that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, following that, we have a uh, Snoop Dogg and Miz in the ring again. They announced the attendance. I don't have it ring down. 80-something thousand, they said, for both nights. Fair enough. Uh, but Snoop Dogg's going, no, your match last night, you know, you're a bit rusty, but I got you another match for tonight. And Hughes' music hits. Fucking Shane. He counts the money. He counts the money. And Shane comes out, and they start having a match with Miz and Shane. And Shane goes to do a leapfrog. And much like his father, his quad tears. Oh, and this is God. where Snoop Dogg, like, just won the hearts of every wrestling fan out there. Like, even if someone told him to do the audible, he handled it like a champ. Yeah. Where he just, like, you do see a referee talk to Snoop Dogg, and he just walks up and grabs the mic. He says, you hurt my boy, I hurt you. He... Punches Miz a couple of times, hits the what I called the dilated pupil's elbow. <laughs> oh my uh, god, this pupil's elbow. Was it worse? Was it? It's still better than the fucking splash he did on Dynamite. Do you remember that? I do now. Yeah. Snoop's 51. Younger than Shane, didn't tear a quad. <laughs> oh, Shane. I think he's like 53. Oh, my God, you're right on the money, 53. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, uh, Snoop here either caught the audible himself or Miz whispered to him or the ref whispered to him or something happened and he's gone over to get Miz and... They move Shane out of the ring, and all of a sudden it's now Snoop and Miz, and Snoop hits the, uh, what do you say, the dilated pupil's elbow? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty proud of that one. Um, and uh, gets the pinfall win. Um, so it's a shame that Shane got hurt, because that would have been the second time the Miz and Shane McMahon had a WrestleMania match. Yeah. Uh, when was the first one? Oh. 
I don't think it was 30. Was it 35? It was, yeah. I love that because, like, Shane looks over like a ledge and says, yeah, yeah, just toss me over it. So he tosses him over it and he lands on the top of this thing and then slides off, not realising it's a golf cart roof. Yeah. Still one of the best, like, um, balls count anywhere WrestleMania matches. It it was actually pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think this rematch would have been much much chop, but yeah, um, it was a palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah. Poor Shane. Hope he hope he's all right. Uh, following that, we see Russell Crowe's new movie presenting uh, Hell in a Cell. Now I noticed this whenever they crossed um, to like a a far zoomed out shot so they could put the graphic on the screen, the fans booed. They did not want this product placement of the priest's exorcism all over this Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, the Pope's exorcist or some shit, yeah. Um, Yeah, that that sucked. I mean, Russell Crowe did narrate a special thing for this match, so that's like, oh, Russell Crowe, WrestleMania, who would have thought? Fighting around the world. Uh, shout out <laughs> South Park. Uh, where's Tugger when you need him? Hey, oh. Tugger, I just... Oh, it's time to fight cancer. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I've looked all over this hospital and I couldn't find any cancer, but I found this bloke and he's got cancer, so I'm going to fight him. <laughs> um, come on, oh. Tugger. Oh, I love that episode of South Park. Um... So, no more red milk crate hell in a cell. Apparently, but uh, I guess that might change with uh, who's in charge on Monday. Yeah. I can do it myself. It's not bright enough. Now am I supposed to sell toys with a grey cell? They've never even sold a red hell in a cell. They haven't even done a hell in a cell playset in, like, 15 years. Really? Yeah. But they did the shark cage with Paul Elring and whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, they've done war games and everything. Oh. They haven't okay. done Hell in a Cell since uh, it was the previous toy manufacturer for the WWE, Jack Pacific. Whatever happened to them? Uh, they folded and then they restarted the company. It became a company called Jazzwares, and now Jazzwares makes AEW's figures. Oh, okay. Um, so yes, this is as they labelled it, Brood Edge versus Demon Bella, because um, yeah, yeah, go get our spoopy stuff in. Um, I, will... I hated the Titan Tron just saying Brood Edge. <laughs> oh, that's not a thing. Don't make this demon cane. It is now. Yeah, now we're going to have fucking brood edge and then corporate edge and <laughs> concessions edge. Uh, yes. Um, to me, WWE needs to stop booking all their spooky stuff for West Coast WrestleManias. Remember Sting's entrance? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I will say Edge's entrance was fucking amazing. Edge and Finn both had great entrances. And Finn's then they, looked weird in the daylight. Edge's kind of worked. Yeah, until they zoomed out to the wide shots and it's just like, oh, okay. But, like, Edge's kind of worked because they kept zoomed in. Uh, yes. By the way, they kept zoomed in whilst he had all the spooky shit on. But then they zoomed out when he took all the spooky shit off. So then it was like, oh, he's kind of just being normal Edge again. Yeah. Um, but Finn's just... Finn, he looked like such a fucking nerd. It was like, oh, I've got these little sticks that have smoke in it. Look at them. Look at them as I wave them in front of the camera. Oh, look at the smoke. Oh, it's purple. Wow. Oh, I fucking hated Finn's entrance, but we all know I'm not the biggest Finn fan. Um, no. No, uh, but it just looks stupid, him just, like, playing with those little smoke sticks. I lost my shit for Edge coming out to Slayer. South of Heaven by Slayer. The best Slayer song, in my personal opinion, and he fucking came out to it. It was so fucking good. But this is where it fucking... This is where it fucked my expectations. This is like, ah, oh, you can't do Brood Edge without the fucking iconic Brood theme. Ah, oh, I saw a rumor that Gangrel's nearby. <laughs> Maybe the Judgment Day is going to try to get involved. And the reason we're not hearing the Brood's actual theme is because Gangrel's going to have a fucking WrestleMania entrance. Fuck, I love that. I did notice um, on the back of um, Edge's jacket, there was like an old brood T-shirt, which he turned into a patch on the back of his jacket for yeah. his entrance. I immediately tweeted that uh, Christian Cage, the first AEW signed competitor to appear at WrestleMania under contract. <laughs> not, not the last on this night, by the way. Oh, yes. Uh, we'll get there <laughs> shortly. Oh, man. So it's Edge and Finn, Hell in a Cell, anything goes. We don't have the stupid ref in there from Seth and the Fiend, so anything goes this time. And, like, early on, Edge throws this ladder at Finn and it cracks him across the skull. And have you seen photos of uh, Finn's oh, yeah. injury afterwards? Oh, yeah. That good, is nasty. Good 10 centimeter long gash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least 10 centimeters. And this is where you couldn't tell where Finn's uh, face paint was because it was all red by the time he got back up. I was so confused because, like, I couldn't actually see where he was bleeding from because of all the paint. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I know there's blood. Is it even coming from Finn? <laughs> I had no idea what it was coming from. I was uh, like, uh, uh, is this some spoopy thing they're doing? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Finn fights back. He puts Edge on a table, climbs the side of the cell. There's uh, a little camera platform there. Yeah, fucking convenient platform. I hate that shit. <laughs> and he jumps off, goes through the table himself. And uh, Edge gets out of the way. 
I did see people go, oh, I love that platform. I'm like, why was it there? When has there ever been a platform there? Yeah. The, the way you incorporate that is you do Hell in a Cells over the years and never have some, and always have that platform and never have someone climb up it. It takes years to build up to that shit unless you have a logical explanation for randomly having it show up. Th I mean, there wasn't anything on that, I don't think. The camera was on a, like a separate part of the platform near it. If they had hid the shot better and used that mounted camera a bit more during the match, you could have hid yeah. that better. Yeah, sure. There's ways that they could have made it make sense. Yeah. But, yeah, um, it's just like, uh, yeah. just bring it. There was a ladder right there. Yeah. There, there was a ladder. Yeah. That's more logical than a fucking uh, magical platform. Also true. Uh, yeah. So Edge ends up getting Finn down, delivers a concerto, and pins Finn one, two, three for Edge to uh, get the win here over Finn. It was awfully nice of a fucking demon to just lay there for five minutes while he gets medical attention. Also true. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying he shouldn't get medical attention, but that kind of takes you out of the story a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, but at least yeah. it's done. We're moving on from Judgment Day and Edge. Well, I think Finn Finn's just going to have a little breather for a bit, and so he should. I hate it when you have these brutal-ass hell-in-a-cell matches and shit like that, and then next night on Raw, oh, Finn Balor versus Random Cunt. You know? Yeah, you know who's the biggest offender of that? Who? John fucking Moxley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. John fucking vacation after a fucking... Deathmatch. Like, sell it for a, at least a week, mate. Don't be wrestling three days later on national TV. I, I know we're not going to talk about Dynamite this week. We just don't have the time. We're fucking chewed up a lot of time. But I think, um, yeah, BCC had a match or whatever. And then Taz, like, explained in kayfabe why Moxley bleeds all the time, and I loved it. Go on. He Tell just me. said he got that initial cut, and people have been targeting it every single week. The scar tissue's gotten thin on his skin, and it, it's almost impossible for it to heal at the moment because everyone targets that same spot on his head. That's... It's, as fucking simple of an explanation as that is, it's a fucking explanation. That's why Taz is good. That's why Taz is one of the most underrated fucking commentators of all time. It makes sense. It's fucking simple. But it does have to be addressed at a certain point. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Do we get to the main event now? WrestleMania, not to Hollywood, main event. I've got the fucking anger out of my system, so yeah, let's do it. For the undisputed WWE Universal Championship that will see Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. 
and Cody comes out, he uses his Cody Vader. That Cody Vader's back, yep. As uh, is normal in WrestleMania ever since uh, The Undertaker retired at WrestleMania 32 against Roman Reigns or whatever so WrestleMania that was. Technically, was it the Cody Vader or was it the Edge's brood fucking lift? A bit of both, but uh, ever <laughs> or since... Do, does brood Edge borrow the Cody Vader? Does a vampire ask the American Nightmare, hey, can I borrow this? Maybe he's got timeshares in it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, but uh, yes, Cody comes out. I'm sure he's uh, got a buy some uh, carbon neutral credits after that pyro entrance but uh it was uh, it was what well we needed it there wasn't a lot of pyro night one and i saw a lot of tweets being like oh they're saving their budget for cody (laughs) (laughs) they certainly did save it for this main event not only cody but roman but uh as cody comes out he's ringside he's there with uh he sees his mum and his sister and his wife and his kid. And he takes off his weight belt and he gives it to a young fan ringside. And uh, AEW fans may be very familiar with this person who's under contract. Yeah, it's literally an AEW contracted person. Um, leader of a faction. Leader of a faction. It's negative one himself and I fucking... I, I got misty-eyed. Yeah, all of a sudden it smelt like someone was cutting onions. Yeah, I was already misty-eyed, actually, because before he did that, he, like, walked over to Brandy and he grabbed his daughter, Liberty, and he started, like, hugging her. Wait, wait, wait. His daughter's name's actually Liberty? Yeah, yeah. He's a a big fan of uh, GTA Liberty City stories on the PS2. (laughs) That's all it is. Um, wow, that's no. a throwback. Yeah, fucking oath. Um, not gonna pretend like Wait. I'd. Ha- what? Liberty City Stories is that on the PSP? It was also on the PS2. I swear, it could have been on the PSP. Could have been any. Anywho, um, he started hugging his daughter and he started crying, and then I was like, oh, I started getting a little misty-eyed, and then. The negative one thing happened. I'm like, yeah, oh, oh, oh I'm so emotional right now. Bit amazing things are about to happen. And then <laughs> Roman makes his entrance. They go Great on about, entrance. Go on about whatever day number 900 it is. At the um, time, it was na- 945. Yes, 945, and it is over. Uh, and, you know, this match is pretty good. It kicks off, and, you know, both men are sort of staring each other down, and then we get into it. And throughout the match, Solo is sort of tripping Cody behind the ref's back. Either Paul Heyman or Roman are distracting the ref. Uh, I don't know about you, but did you think that they made a deal with TK here? To? Bring in gold dust. I thought for sure Dustin Rhodes was coming. To get to get rid of Solo, it didn't cross my mind, but I was like, oh, surely someone's going to come out and help Roman at some point, uh, help Cody at some point during the night to get rid of Solo. Um, so yeah, the match goes on, and then all of a sudden, 
Cody's sort of taken his uh, weightlifting belt off and Solo's got it and Cody's by the ropes and you just hear this crack and the ref just goes, hang on, that was you, Solo. You're out of here. Jack Solo. Be, should be a DQ, by the way. <laughs> so you're saying the ref should have called for the DQ and yeah. just ended the match without giving the belt to Cody. Well... Well, I'm just saying, like, I would have hated that, obviously, <laughs> but the ref clearly saw fucking an outside participant use a... I had this argument with Warwick on the night one of WrestleMania when Ray started using the belt on Dominic. Yeah. Once it's taken off the outfit, it should now be classified as a weapon. Yes. Yeah, it, Ray fucking lost night one. He flat out used a foreign object in front of the referee on his son. Ray lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. Same thing can be said about Cody's weight belt. So uh, I would so- I, I would argue a weight belt is more of a foreign object than just Ray's belt. Yeah. Yeah. Also true. Yeah. Uh, so Solo gets ejected, mouthing off to the ref, goes up the ramp to leave. Camera doesn't follow him. Uh, and uh, Cody fights back. And uh, later on, we see the Usos come in. But they're chased off by the new champs, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And the playing field is level again. And there's a bunch of near falls here that I'm buying. Crossroads, one. Two, no, two. Oh, so the close. fucking Superman punch into the uh, the disaster kick into the Superman punch. Oh, it was a work of beauty around this point, too. Anything else you want to touch on before the finish? Um, honestly, just the this felt like an old school NWA title match with the modern bells and whistles. Yeah. Um, it was a storyteller match with the, yeah, the bells and whistles of like your Heyman, your Sammy, your Kevins, your Solos getting involved as well with the more modern spots as well. But this was a very good main event. Um, yeah. I will 100% say, yeah, hate the finish. Didn't want that to happen. But so, uh, I can't deny it's a fucking great match. It is a great match. And then towards the end here, Paul's on the apron as Cody's got Roman, hits a crossroads, hits another one, and commentary's like, yeah, Cody, just keep hitting them until until um, until Paul gets down. And he's sort of walked himself back into the corner and up out of nowhere jumps a hooded figure and Samoan Spike and Cody releases Roman. Roman starts bouncing off the ropes. Big spear. One, two, three. What? After it's revealed to be Solo Sokoa and still undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, we continue on the path to 1,000 days. Like, this ending, what the fuck? Like, even I brought into the Cody hype, and I'm not the biggest Cody fan, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. By the time WrestleMania had started, I'm like, 
yeah, Cody's winning. We're going to get a new champ. This is going to be great. Something exciting. And as soon as this ended, I'm like, oh, so we're still bitter about the war, except this time it's not Sting and Triple H as WWE and WCW. It's Roman and Cody as WWE and AEW. That's one way to read it. Um, fuck, I've, if I see another fucking tweet that says, I'll let it play out, and, <laughs> and like, oh, it's about the chase, and Cody hadn't had any real adversity yet, he just came back from a torn peck. A fucking torn peck. Yeah. That was the adversity. And before that... Fucking however many years he was in the WWE, like 11 years in the WWE and then another five or six to get back. That was the adversity. It was since 2007, so 16 years of adversity. It was getting back here that was the adversity. It wasn't, the adversity wasn't that... Oh, he needed to lose a match or two since his return before he get got the title. Fuck off. He did not. The story's already been told for years. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the... Yeah. Anyway, I've ranted enough about this. Um, I, I'm just really worried that, yeah, maybe it is in their plans. They're going to do it. Mania 40. That's it, how they do it. They want... Roman to drop the title at a nice round number as well, like a real big one. And I'm pretty sure now Roman Reigns has broken the record for um, most WrestleManias uh, with a single title reign. Yeah, Cole did mention something like that. He's like the only wrestler to defend his world title at three WrestleManias or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah. So that's Three another consecutive WrestleManias. Yeah, the first person to def- successfully defend it at all those WrestleManias too. Um, yeah, like that's cool and all. Um, but I just worry that Cody just won't be as hot as he was going into this. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the risk they're running here. Um, looking what if Cody gets injured again (laughs) yeah they're rolling the dice here so um, May 27th will be 1000 days for Roman so the next uh, premium live events is May 6th uh, for the main roster which will be Backlash in Puerto Rico May 27th is King and Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia Uh, early predictions for that (laughs) Who do you think's going to be king of the ring? Who do you think's going to be queen? Uh, Sheamus and... Uh, uh, Chelsea Green. I think Vince is going to make Gunther wear a crown. Okay. Oh, and yeah. they're, going to, they're going to call him the King General. Uh, uh, Money in the Bank from July 1st in the UK. The That's next K- KSI has this debut match. They got to do it. And the next time a premium live event is on uh, the United States soil, well, not counting Puerto Rico because it's a territory, 
August the 5th for SummerSlam. So if if the fucking end goal here is that Cody wins it at SummerSlam, that's just fucked. SummerSlam is in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. They fucking told the story at the start of this match, by the way. Dusty Rhodes' nickname for Cody was Hollywood. (sighs) Yeah. Goldust's most famous match was what? A what backlot brawl? Hollywood. Come on now. It fucking wrote itself to be here at this moment. They said, like, how I talked about the fans, like, all cheering and partying for an extra half hour. There were people, as soon as the bell rang, just Just leaving. Nope. And just left. Yeah. Can you blame them? Like, what are you going to do? Stick around and watch the fucking heels celebrate with all this pyro? That's the risk you run ending two nights with a heel win. At this point, even though it would have completely telegraphed the Cody Reigns result, it would have completely telegraphed it. But in hindsight, they probably should have just fucking had KO and Sammy main event night too. Yeah. If Cody and Roman happened night one, Maybe, like, people would have left, like, in a much better spirit after two nights of WrestleMania. Maybe people would be talking a little more positively. Now, I will say, yes, there were some questionable booking decisions night two. Like, Oscar losing, questionable, but I get it. Like I said, Gunther winning, questionable, but I get it. Cody losing... Very questionable. I get where they're coming from, but I still don't get it. Yeah. Um, So who's the next challenger then for Roman? Is it Cody coming around SummerSlam time? Yeah, here's the thing. We're we're continuing down the path of a fucking part-time champion. It's easy to get fucking 900 plus days as champ when you're at every other pay-per-view at best. Um, fuck me. Like, so a dude returned on Raw, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen Raw. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, we've gone pretty long, so we don't need to dive into Raw after Mania. Look but... at this cage match rating for Raw. What's it at now? Oh, it's gone up. It's gone up. At one point, I saw it was like 0.51. Yeah. You tell everyone's just spamming it, though. Yeah, there's... uh, Cage match ratings are just like... uh, It's it's a bit of a sheep-flock mentality at times. Herd mentality, that's what I was looking for. Not flock. Um... (laughs) What's Raven yeah. doing here? Yeah, what's, what's Scott Levy doing here? Anyway, um, Riddle returned, and I was like, oh, this is really good timing, because in kayfabe, 
Who was ta- who took out Riddle? It was Solo. That's right. It's like, oh, this would be a good time for a Riddle return so he can be an equalizer and no, he ca- he's come back to feud with the Miz. <laughs> he's come back to feud with the Miz. He was, taken out, he was taken out by the bloodline. There's a story to tell there. Yeah. And and you know what? If it's not Cody, it better be one of those other fuckers in the bloodline that beats Roman. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where they're going for it. It uh, better be Jay or Solo, because Jimmy ain't it. Just quickly touching on uh on Raw. Austin Fury defeated Rey Mysterio in a non-title match that saw Dominic come out afterwards and beat up Rey, which then saw Bad Bunny get involved, and yeah. Dominic beat up Bad Bunny, so that's going to set up for backlash in Puerto Rico. Yeah, uh, we we assume Rey and Bad Bunny versus Dom and Priest, which will yeah. be fun. It'll be great. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeats Mustafa Ali after Bronson Reed tells him, they're not having a match tonight. And Ali says, you just need to learn to not take no for an answer. I mean, I use the word match very loosely. It was 38 seconds. And a women's uh, tag team number one contendership match that sees the losers from uh, WrestleMania, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, defeat uh, Damage Control, Dakota Kai and Eos guy, who weren't in that showcase match. I mean, sure, whatever. Move damage control out of the women's title. Makes no sense why Liv and Raquel were in this. And not Ronda and Shayna. Yeah, I get the argument as to why Dakota and EO should have like a chance at contendership. Yep. But yeah, no, this made no sense. Yeah. Um so Raw kicks off, Triple H, big speech, blah blah blah, blah nothing's changing. We are NXT. Oh, hang on. Wrong show. We are WWE. Was this Triple H saying farewell? Probably. Yeah. I think I think over the next few weeks we'll get a better picture of where everything's shaping up to be. Yeah. Uh, so he says, welcome Roman Reigns in the bloodline. Roman, Solo, and Paul coming out. And then out comes Cody, and he says, oh, I've got one word for you, rematch. And Paul basically says, no, unless you agree to these conditions. A tag team match, but you've got to find someone who's willing to team with you who won't get a shot at Roman Reigns as long as Roman's champ. And out comes Brock, so it looks like it's going to be Brock and Cody. We get to the main event with 10 minutes to go, and it's Brock and Cody doing the ring introductions. Roman and Solo are in their corner. And Cody's like in the center of the ring, and all of a sudden Brock comes up from behind, attacks Cody. Roman and Solo look at each other, get out of the ring, grab their titles with Paul, and go up the ramp. But they're not having any of this; they're out of there. Yeah. And fair. then, and then um, Brock just beats the crap out of Cody for like ten minutes. I mean, okay, we're getting Brock and Cody in Puerto Rico, maybe. Maybe Puerto Rico, maybe London. I don't know. Maybe um, Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, Saudi Arabia's after Puerto Rico, yeah. Um, yeah, probably Saudi Arabia. I think it would be... It would probably be smart to have Cody go away for a month. 
Yeah, let's see if Cody can stay away after a beatdown for a week at least. Yeah, yeah, like that would be logical or at least have him or at least tell the story of like maybe you do book him on Raw next week and he's just fucking 25% the wrestler that he used to be. Also possible. Yeah. um, This is where I get nervous. This is where I could see them being like, oh, yeah, adversity for Cody. Brock wins. LOL, Brock wins. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Anything else really of note for you for Raw? Because we have gone long waffling on about Mania. Yeah. um, Nah, nothing too much of note uh, that I can think of. It was an absolute shit show. Um. (laughs) <laughs> like yes, Seth Rollins comes out just to have people sing his song and then leaves. Um, because he got told during commercial that his segment got cut. Damage Control come out without Bailey, and Bailey put out a cryptic tweet basically saying goodbye. Yeah. Uh, what's uh? Um, Davina Tia- Rose was her old. I was going to uh, say, what's Kalua doing? Oh, in fuck yeah. Card of Zone? Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Kalua. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I love that. You um, work in the bar. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, and there was like a backstage promo with Becky, Leader, and Trish, and Becky just looked fucking miserable. Yeah. She just, she looked. Fucking miserable, man. And, like, barely said a thing. And that fucking promo was nothing. Oh, by the way, quickly, WrestleMania, like, each night they had, like, one backstage promo. Like, night one, there was, like, a backstage promo with Theory. It was like, oh. Um, It was like, oh, what are your thoughts on your match? I told you I would beat John Cena. Thanks. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) And then it was like, oh. We're backstage with Bianca Belair. What are your thoughts on your victory over Oscar? I said I was the EST of WWE, and tonight I proved it. Thanks for that, Bianca. Back to you, Michael Cole. What the fuck? Oh, I suppose the last little thing is Bianca and Rhea had a showdown in the ring, and Bianca... I I think that's... uh, I think we're getting there for WrestleMania 40. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, a hundred percent locked it in. Lock it in. We're getting Rhea and Bianca at WrestleMania forty night one main you, event. WWE's got a fair few long reigning champs at the moment. I didn't think we'd still have this many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we just lost one too. So. <laughs> Like, Fury's 130 days, Walter's 300, Bianca's a year. Uh, yeah, who's along? North American, Wesley, 165 in NXT. And, of course, you've got Roman, who's a year as WWE, 950 roughly as Universal. Oh, God. <laughs> It's just Theory and then Charlotte and Ronda Rousey that won 
belts under the Triple H regime, right? The SmackDown t- women's Ooh, title swapped theory, around a bit. Theory. Um, what'd you say? Theory, Ronda, and Charlotte with the SmackDown women's. Yeah. yeah um, obviously, Rhea as well on at WrestleMania, if you were to count that. Yeah. But I guess um, Randy and Riddle as Raw champs, and then they went over to lose no. to the Usos. No, that no. was Vince Regine. Yeah, that was Vince. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, damage so controls go... the women's tag champs changed a bit. Has it changed that much? Uh, it went like, to... They did debut after the Triple H. Who was it? Aaliyah and Raquel to damage control to Alexa Bliss and someone to damage control. Yeah, right. To Bailey and Lita. Yeah, no, that that felt... Yeah. Uh, uh, before we close off, uh, what do you think was match of the night for uh, from cage match for night one of WrestleMania and a rating? The cage match? Yeah, not um, match. Rhea Charlotte, for sure. Surely they agree. Saturday um, match of the night? Seven, eight, is I don't know. The tag match, 9.18 over Rhea Charlotte, 9.02. And an 8.7 total rating. All right. 9-2, it has to be the Intercontinental title match. Probably 9.5. A 6.57. So I'm guessing a lot of Cody people have marked that down. Yeah, I would have too. And uh, match of the night, a 9.40 for uh, the IC match. And it's not even a close second. Uh, I get the people aren't happy with the result of Cody and Roman. Uh, I'm just probably one of the most unhappiest, but you got to appreciate that was a fucking amazing main event for WrestleMania. Yeah. Most of the reviews here are fairly biased. A fair few of the negative ones are just like, what was that ending or something to that effect? And just saying the rest of the match was good, poor ending. So yeah, it's balanced, at least in the uh, written review part. The score may not reflect that. I don't think WrestleMania is automatically a dud because of the result of the main event. Because I would argue that, like, almost every match over-delivered. Yeah. I would say... Like, even night two, like, there was some stinkers, but, like, you weren't expecting a great deal out of that women's four-way tag. You no. weren't expecting much out of Brock and Omos, and I think they delivered. Yeah. Um, you were expecting a lot out of the IC title, and that was even better than that. You were expecting a lot out of Bianca and Asuka, and that was great. Like, Edge and Finn, like, it was like, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Like, it was ru- ruined by the medical shit, but... Yeah. Yeah, Cody and Roman was great. Like, night one's easier to justify to people. Yeah, that was good. But night two was actually pretty fucking good in hindsight. It's just one little thing. Literally three seconds. Yep. 
That's uh-huh. where it went wrong. But I don't think you can judge the whole WrestleMania as a bad WrestleMania because of those three seconds. I think this was one of the best WrestleManias in years. And I, I may have... Like, WrestleMania last year was pretty good. Night one was amazing. Night two was there. It seems to be a pattern. Yeah. Um, the same thing, WrestleMania 37, night one was fucking amazing and night two was okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. All right, beer rating for WrestleMania both nights as a whole. As a combined? Yeah. Uh, solid five. Yeah, I'm giving it five and a half. Um, there's... Yeah, there's one thing that I would change about it, but there's not a lot I would change about it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, am I an evil prick for, like, pissing myself laughing when Shane hurt himself? A little bit. <laughs> like, it, it's it's not fair. It, it's absolutely rude, but it was just like, oh, this is just... This just fits everything we've heard about Shane the last couple of years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Shane Mac. Oh, man. Well, that's his first appearance since that Rumble where apparently he was an absolute pain in the ass at. Oh, yeah. He booked himself as Final Four. Yeah. It was him, Bad Bunny, Brock Lesnar, and someone else. Oh, God. Yeah, don't remind me. Um, yeah. But I suppose with all that being said, uh, where can the good humans find you? You find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruities Alex. Please, like I said earlier, message me. Tell me I'm not a bad person and I do deserve nice things in this world. Thank you, please, because I, I feel like whatever thing is up above us and looking down just isn't very pleased with me right now. Plus, I bowled like shit. <laughs> I bowled like shit this week, and it's all because Cody lost. Um, yeah, uh, and you can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Style. You can find my amazing co-host, Chris, at... at... I'm Chris Funder, or you can come watch me game most weeks on Twitch, at Chris Funder on Twitch. Uh, not this week, taking a break with Easter, because work's hectic enough as it is. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling All-Star archive for free over Easter with your free time on Google, SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or using the RSS feed for you. Uh, found the show notes below for your podcast choice. Nothing less to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.
no more post credits. We've talked too much. I'm I'm gonna go back to my miserable life of no Cody as champ. Oh, and, and bowling like shit. Poor Alex. Perhaps. Oh, he's... and and I'm alone over Easter. Oh, poor my Alex. My parents are going to their holiday cabin. The missus is still a, still gonna be away. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, well, poor Alex. Perhaps a gift will cheer him up. Maybe I should send something in the post. Oh, God, he's going to send me a Roman Reigns thing, isn't he? Dirt, 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 dirt.